This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How many times have you heard the phrase, make time for yourself? And how many times have you secretly thought, that's never going to happen? Therapy helps you carve time out of your busy schedule and make the most of it. Visit BetterHelp.com allies to try it out. Hello, welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. This week I'm joined by Bradley Ellis. Hello. Michael Huber. Yo, got a little headache. Oh, man. Uh, Michael Damiani. What's up? Uh, and in the control room, making it all happen, we have Isla Hink. Hey. Don Casanova. He's over there. Gabby's back there, too, headless. There she is. Oh, she's got a head. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, Mitch Saltzman was planning to be with us from IGN this week, but unfortunately he started feeling uh, sick this morning, so he wasn't able to make it, uh, but we'll get you back in here soon, Mitch. Uh, also, uh, this week is Easy X. Uh, this is our annual anniversary fundraiser party, all that good stuff. Uh, so we're filming during that event. Uh, if you are not aware somehow, uh, we are an independent viewer-funded outlet, and we need your support to keep us going for the long haul, pay all the bills, do all the stuff. Uh, so we're going to take a couple of quick breaks this week uh, to give shout-outs to the donations that are rolling in as we're live. Uh, if you're watching later, though, uh, you can still contribute. Uh, there's a one-time donation link down there in that YouTube description that you can click on, uh, or you can give via our Patreon, which is the more effective way to give, uh, and it also gets you access to additional rewards. And... We're also looking for new and returning patrons. So if you're not a patron right now, uh, we are moving towards a 6,000 patron goal, uh, which will unlock a new episode of Game Sleuth, courtesy of Mr. Damiani over there. Uh, and uh, over time, just, you know, people naturally, they, they have other things come up. They have finances change. They lose jobs. Uh, so it's really important to get the new blood in there. So please consider become a patron. Uh, all right. Uh, we're here to talk about the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, we finally got a decent look at gameplay in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. E3 is canceled <laughs> as of this morning. Uh, and uh, we can't call them the NPDs, but February sales numbers are in. Nice. But before we get started, we must answer for the mistakes we made in last week's episode. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Okay, so this one's a little in the weeds, as even language experts and dictionaries diverge on definitions. But if you want to be a stickler, as apparently Zach Wojnar does, uh, HBO would not be considered an acronym, but instead an initialism. Whoa. An acronym is when you pronounce an abbreviation as a word. Whoa. Such as scuba, or radar, or NASA. And this an, is awesome. And initialism is when you read out the individual letters. Like home box office. Like HBO or FBI or DVD. Dude! <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that that distinction. That's really cool. Yeah, I was not aware of that one either. Uh, Huber, you said that you could use the clip command to hide in containers on multiplayer maps. That would actually be the no clip command. Ah. <laughs> mm. The clipping is where you collide. Oh, right. Counter-Strike, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you have a correction, leave it in the YouTube comments on either the Patreon version or the public version of this episode. Start with the word correction so I can bring it up in search and leave a timestamp so I can go back and see what the heck we were talking about and corrections music. Boop. All right. The, the, the big crazy news. Uh, it's been brewing for weeks, uh, but it actually happened. E3 is canceled. Oof. Just straight up canceled. But that's the biggest gaming convention in the world. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, it, what's crazy, too. It wasn't. Too, Gamescom was. Well, true. I mean, in terms of. For uh, news, it was the biggest. But what's crazy is the official, the official email that I got. It's just titled E3 Show Status Update. <laughs> it's so understated. Um, but yeah, I, mean, what, what, I mean, before I get into all the stuff, what, do, thoughts, just straight up. <laughs> and he just uh, straight off the cuff thoughts. Yeah, it's just a bummer. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe there'd be hope that it would come back, but it's not looking likely. This, this could be the final, the final blow to E3. kind of feels like that. It could be. It's still not necessarily yeah. there, but it could be. Blood, it's like Dracula in Castlevania. I, <laughs> it's, it dies and it comes back to life and it dies again. How many times do I got to send this thing back to hell before <laughs> it'll stay there? <laughs> it's upsetting. Oh, man. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> How many times do we have to send E3 back to hell? <laughs> or Keeley specifically, I should say. Right. Um, so, yeah, sort of the lead up to all of this stuff. Um, so, earlier this week, uh, well, actually, let me go back to last week, because last week, um, quite a few of us had this surreal experience of walking up to publishers and PR mm. representatives, and them asking us if we know about anyone going to Asking E3. you? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, literally getting stopped on the street, getting this question asked of me. That's hilarious. And, and, and being like, we're not sure if blood. we're going to go, and I'm like... Now? Right now you're not sure? Yeah. Going to Aren't you supposed to know very early? Yeah. Like last year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like start making plans in like no Jeez. November or December at the latest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Ubisoft said they would be there as long as there's an E3. Well, here's the thing. Ubisoft said we will be there as long as there is an E3. Yeah. So which chicken or egg? Uh, <laughs> great question. <laughs> great question. <laughs> did Ubisoft uh, back out? Or did they already know that it was done? Yeah. 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 Maybe they That's, said that yeah. knowing it was over. Maybe yeah. they well, yeah. said, Who's going? Anyone going? It also sounded like some people who were on the coverage side were getting, we heard back, but like a lot of people apparently hadn't heard back about their badge status oh, either. Interesting. So maybe there was a point where they decided this probably isn't happening. Let's, before we go forward with anything else, let's like confirm a few things. And I bet, I would guess it was E3 made this decision and just started like, you know, going through like the procedures for that. And then like Ubisoft, like, Oh, we're not going anymore. And it's like, well, that's kind of like was the first tell. And then having the read pop uh, exec or CEO, whatever, like step down as well. Yeah, I don't uh, know if that's really related. I don't to know it, if that's but, related, yeah. but like the timing it of that, seems, like yes, it definitely suspicious. seems that. And then, you know, we got the report from IGN today and then they put out a statement, too. I mean, I know they right. sent us an email since we got approved to go, which gave us that yeah. update, which was weird. But that like, yeah, that statement, uh, I don't know if you have that handy, but I don't know if I've seen like a 
statement. I had an interview with some quotes, but uh, I don't know what, what they put. They tweeted say. out a statement, but they said something about like the summer timing and having demos ready or something was like. Oh, tough. okay. Yeah. yeah, they did sort of allude to a little bit of that. Yeah. But then we see Ubisoft doing an event anyway. Right. Like, is okay. Can someone confirm? Is did Microsoft actually say they're doing something 100 percent on their own? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. There's a there's uh, an uh, event I'm happening. Starting on to like get stuff like that wires crossed and like sure it's not like hearsay. Yeah. Okay. So like we have like two pretty big companies <laughs> confirmed to be doing their own thing, and it's like. I feel like, you know, it's maybe it's not the demo problem. <laughs> it's yeah, probably, that's what that's I just like a nice excuse they made up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Right. Um, yeah, so we had had that stuff that we had seen at GDC. Then, like, IGN had been told earlier this week that, like, Sega and Tencent were gonna, weren't going to be there. Um, we I don't even remember where they came from, but we started, you know, we were hearing rumors that Square Enix w- wouldn't be there, yeah. and Amco wouldn't be there. Like, li- uh, let's just be fair. There are literally like a lot of like gaming discords out there. A bunch of them were like just straight up saying, like, I'm hearing it. Like, this company's not like, mm. like literally every company mm. under the sun was being said they're not going. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 Like, Devolver said they weren't even going to be in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know how serious of a tweet that was for those guys, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been a, it's been a wild, crazy week. Yeah. It's, it's sad blood, but also I'm just kind of relieved. I know it's not happening. Sure. At least as far out, like not far out. Typically, but we know at least now. At least we're not being kept in the dark. I guess it's a official. But like you know, going to three in the prime was so cool. Getting to play a bunch of games. Everyone was celebrating. But now, think wars changed, man. Yeah. We got Keeley. I oh I. I saw people like <laughs> lamenting like the, the loss of the networking. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can right. speak to that too, Bloodworth. That's one of the biggest things. Yeah, um, being gone. Uh, yeah, especially because you know, like there is much more of a like a global stake in it. You know, where it's like you do get a lot of people at GDC, and I saw a lot of people at GDC. Um, but um, I feel like, in particular. You don't see quite as many like Japanese devs at GDC, like mm-hmm. unless they're going to be doing a talk. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, I, I and and I think just like that back and forth is a little bit different, you mm-hmm. know, because people are going around checking out all the other booths and stuff at the show floor at E3. Also, while journalists, you know, media get like free access to GDC and E3 as well, I feel like. More people would rather like spend in, previously when E3 was big was was willing to spend money to be at E3. So yeah, you just had more people at E3, so it's just like easier to like network with them. Mm-hmm. Also, not everyone was gonna like travel to you know just for for GDC for like that event. You know, like if you travel internationally, you know, inter- E3 might have been the event to go to. It sounded like you know GDC is also very expensive for if you don't get comp for that. So right. whereas E3, I mean, you can just get a badge. And go. You don't have to have a booth. Like you can just walk around with like a laptop or something and and meet with people. Like that was the thing. Like you right. had all those opportunities and all the surrounding area. That and definitely got harder the last two years with the public and showing. I I did some some laptops on stairs outside because yeah. they couldn't bring them into the building anymore. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, yeah that's the other thing. Like the the changes they made. Like there were a lot of things mm-hmm. like going. It was going in the wrong direction. Yep. I mean, 
I honestly don't care if the like name E3 doesn't come back and there's no event called E3. But if all these, if all the publishers, at least the biggest ones, we're still going to do their own individual things, but like in a week period mm-hmm. that you essentially could call the in spirit. Oh, it's E3, but like week, but like no one's doing like all the shows together. You got to like get, you have to be invited to all of them. Right. I'd be fine with that too, mm-hmm. because for me. E3 was at its best when you had as, like a lot of access uh, as a journalist or media outlet being able to cover it. When it got harder and harder to do that, it became, uh, I don't know, like less fun. It, w- it wasn't as like you know enjoyable to go to it anymore when you're fighting so many th- against so many things that were working against right. you, and it, it got too, it got out of control, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I'll say though is you know like we don't know. Exactly what Jeff has planned oh, yeah. this year. We have no idea. You know, but yeah. like the Summer Game Fest play days last year, you know, it was very interesting because it was such a small event, but it still had those sort of old school E3 vibes mm. where it's like everybody's just here in the same room. Like you don't have to like cross the halls. You usually like look across the room and it's like, oh hey, there's Blessing. Oh hey, there's Andrea Renee. It's like, oh hey, there's somebody I've never, you know, actually met in person before from, you know, a PR company or from Capcom or whatever. You know, it's just, you know, and so I I do worry about how that can scale up. Yeah. Um, good. Without becoming the same monster that the E3 was. Exactly. But, that- uh, it, you know, I, I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah. Well, because also, didn't Keeley last year, like, after Game Awards or after his summer thing, say that they were doing an in-person thing? Yeah, but I think that what what that basically yeah. goes to is the event is, now, like, where he's basically doing the Game Awards without Game Awards. Yeah. You know, because you, you can open up or you can buy tickets to that thing. Um, mm-hmm. So Was it opening night live? Is that what it is? That's Gamescom. That's Gamescom. Oh, Gamescom. That's, Gamescom. That's like, yeah. yeah, it's kickoff. Yeah, it's called Summer Games Fest kickoff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like but, I mean, sure, there's opportunities there for it to potentially scale if they have another like mm-hmm. in-person thing. Um, yeah, my, my, I guess, like, the, the question is, you know, is that just always going to, like, Will every publisher want to like keep going at year after year? Will even that something be something like my cons- like my worry now is that as much as I like working with Jeff, the more and more these companies are doing their own events, especially if mm-hmm. they get together doing it their, their, on their own time during the summer, they really like maybe they'll be interested in giving Jeff like a trailer, but mm-hmm. like the demo part, like having those playable demos, that seems like that's one of the biggest obstacles for a lot of companies. Like they don't like to spend a lot of time putting together demos when it doesn't fit into their natural development right. cycle. We've heard so many stories from developers in the past that E3 would be, this is not a great time for us to have to do this, but we have to, you know, have the team work on this. And like it was like the crunch. But I, that think, stuff. I think in a way that's why the smaller scale business only thing worked because there's a whole other different level of you know um, presentation that you have to put on something when it's completely public and people are standing in line to play oh, it yeah. and, you know um, and then um, the other side of the small scale is you're not going to bring 12 titles to the show you know Capcom brought Street Fighter you know like Sega brought Sonic you know <laughs> like and you know a lot of these other games and it was like you know, or like they had like the uh, the like indie stuff, like the Day of the Dev stuff, and it's like you just round robin kind of thing. It's like you just jump from like one indie developer to another, and they showed you their game as it was, and you know, yeah, it, and it was, and they had like a lot of the expenses kind of like 
Jeff handled that with like sponsorships. Mm. You know, like yeah. you know, Samsung was showing off the streaming stuff and the game hub, and so like basically like Samsung just provided the TVs, and so like everybody had like the same exact kind of station. It wasn't this big like war of the boots like E3 was, where it's like okay, we got Mr. T over here, and we got Tony Hawk over here, <laughs> and you know, and we got we're gonna like pump up the volume and blast each other out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Yeah, it, like it was intimate in a lot of different ways. Sure, straight to business kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can see it continuing to do well for like third parties. I just don't yeah. think he's ever going to be able to get Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo to be involved in that. Yeah, like I don't think they're ever going to be involved be for sure. Like uh, Xbox's involvement was to like put an ID at Xbox sticker on Escape Academy. You know, which is, <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah, that, that's the extent. Well. I mean, I could still see, I mean, not Nintendo, but like if Sony and Microsoft still maybe did like a, a press day, mm. um, something like that, I could see some of those games also appearing at that as well. Um, right. And then that could be like another way, like you have multi, like, you know, bring back like having those multiple demos where you have like one demo there, or maybe just a second chance to play it, like if you just want an mm. extra chance. Mm. But while that's all good, I think for us getting like, if that, that access doesn't go away where we still get, the ability to go play some demos in a condensed time, like over a week or a few days, that that's still pretty good. But it is still a bit of a bummer losing what E3 used to be. And everyone will have like their own idea about when E3 went downhill or when was the last good E3. But the last E3 that had everyone pretty much there from the from the big three perspective was 2018 because Sony dipped out in 2019. Right. Yeah, I remember. So 2018 was the last. That, taking that photo of that empty space. Yeah. yeah. So that was the last time it felt like a like a like a, a big deal, honestly. Like twenty, but for me, like 2016, 2017 were like last time it felt really good. I mean, we had all this like twenty sixteen had like Zelda there, mm-hmm. giant lines for Zelda. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sony Microsoft all their stuff, and like same thing with twenty seventeen because like Odyssey was there. Yep. I, yeah. I, I I missed that stuff, and then Smash was the year after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a bummer to lose that. Um, and if they're not going to do anything else similar. It's great to get news and information from, um, you know, from a from a direct, but uh, and it's good to see like gameplay, like we're going to talk about later from that. But you really don't know how, like, you don't get the impressions, and we, we, right. we do lose that. And to be a little bit more, you know, kind of like level headed about looking about this, because everyone loves like these directs, these these presentations. Like, it's, it's a lot of people like that. You're still only getting. It's a mouthpiece. You're only getting the information from one side. You're getting it from the publishers. There is no filter anymore. It's just what they say, right. and then everyone runs with reactions. You don't have that layer where journalists and media go play the game and be like, "This is what they told you. I played it. This is how I feel about it." And that that's that layer seems to be like other than Summer Game Fest, that's starting to erode a, a bit. I feel like there's still one-off publisher events, obviously. But I feel like the amount of those has been obviously pandemic factored in this. But I worry that that's starting to diminish. Right. And we have less of that. And the best thing about E3 was, for me, was all the announcements being condensed, but also having tons of people going to play. So we had countless videos of a game to go through. Like, oh, someone like no one's going to be able to see all the demo one playthrough, but maybe this outlet did this part of it. I get to see that. Like right. th- we always talked about the Zelda story mm-hmm. at E3, how like all of us went a different direction on the great plateau mm-hmm. for, for breath of the wild to see what we could do. And then we came back and compared like that. That sucks that that's kind of gone and that probably will not come back. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think there's just that sort of like that concentrated, like heightened focus, you know, yeah. of having those big press conferences, those big productions, those big moments, you know, that everybody is tuned in, you know, and, you know, I, I saw, uh, you know, uh, people like uh, Wout, the hashtagonist, you know, just talking about like how those smaller companies benefit from that because it's like you're there already. Mm-hmm. So, since you're going to have to fill out your schedule, you know, then, you know, you're going to go and see stuff from Big Ben Interactive or whatever they're called now, you know, yeah. or Play On or, you know, the Kepler group and all of that because you're there. So why not check out these other games on the side Definitely. as well? Another thing about Summer Game Fest is uh, a concern I would have going forward if it's like if E3 is going to be gone, not coming back, and there will be nothing to replace it other than that. Um, just access. We talked already about how scaling. It can't get too big again. Right. Like, that'd be a problem. But um, not having a way to like kind of like apply um, where it is just, as from what I understand, they just like send out the invites. And you really don't have a way to like reach out as far as I understand. Like there's no website that says, I'd like to apply to be media for Summer Game Fest. At least E3 had that. Even if you don't always, you didn't always get approved, there right. was like a way. And sometimes that could be viewed as being a little yeah, too selective. Like you already have to kind of know the right people. I it's suppose. a little too selective. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. there, you know, that was, you know, led to like, you know, issues in the past or at least accusations of issues in the past. All, a lot of those, you know, weren't always founded, but it gave that perception. It was like an yeah. optical problem where we hmm. needed like more people to go. I always felt with Ethan. What's interesting about saying that, um, you know, from the person that has to handle the contacts and the registration side of things is I feel like E3 was so much more opaque in the past and it was and, and this year with ReadPop handling it, it was it was so much better. Yeah. Um, because in the past it was just it was just a faceless web form. You just put you put your stuff onto the internet, and it went to who knows who. And if you had issues with it, you didn't know who to talk to. Whereas with the way E3 would have been this year, and the way Summer Game Fest has been, these are people that are already know us. These are people that we don't have to prove ourselves to with some weird metric and figuring out which metric makes the most sense or anything like that. And so it's like I can just talk to them and, and figure out you know. What you know? What do we need to do, and and you know what do you need from us? And because those relationships are already there, and also because there's a person, <laughs> if you don't, even if you don't have those relationships, you can start to form those relationships, which you can't just do with the anonymous web form and the anonymous reply, where they don't even tell you who's talking to you, and if you reply back to them, you might get a different person the next day, and so you just kind of like roll in the dice on whether you can make any headway. Yeah, I that's mean, the old E three was just terrible. About I remember that. the first E three I applied to, like easily got in. Yeah. It's like, and then it, I think over time it got like harder to get in. Then they started introducing like Alexa or whatever their internal like site ranking metrics, or if you didn't place within a certain hundred thousand or eighty top eighty thousand sites, you weren't just they were like sorry you got rejected. Until the last years it was in person, we were getting like rejected at Easy Allies. They're like you can only get this and the dumb wristband shit that we like talked about. Oh, right, yeah. Right. But like to go like back to E three, uh, if like I feel like if you even if you're like a student and you're running your own site by yourself, if you were there legitimately to try and provide coverage and give a different voice to that coverage, I felt you had every right to be there. Yeah. Where I got like annoyed was when I'd see random GameStop employee who would be there. Not even like when the public the public going there was like they didn't have a great solution for that and that made things horrible. But people who got in through other, you know, 
workarounds. It's like if you're a GameStop manager or regional manager, you need to be there like to talk with people about like what's coming out in the next calendar, which they already have an event in Vegas for that every year that the, you know they used to have mm-hmm. leaks coming out that. But yeah, random GameStop employee going there just to play all the games, get out all the free stuff, and be like, go tell all their friends, yo, I got to go to E3. I mean, that was that's cool for them, but obviously they really didn't have a business being there. So that's you know. Striking a balance like that, and then I understand why Summer Game Fest goes in the other direction, where it's like we know everybody, like we can vet everybody here. But I feel bad for someone new trying to get in. It's like, how do they even do that? Do they have to start like networking with people like that? Uh, I, I, there needs to be like some kind of middle ground where it's not applying to a faceless thing. It's like applying, and someone there, you know, does their due diligence and looks at them. Maybe like calls them, interviews them. Like, hey, like talk talk to me about like what's your site? Like, you know, right. just spend. I know that costs money and time, but that's probably the right way to do it, honestly. And you just be honest. If you like hit a cap, it's like we just don't have any more space. Try again next year. You know, hopefully, you know, we can make it work next time. I just don't like it when people can't like don't know what to do. Period. It's like either had to be in or like how did you get in the first place? And if you're in out, like how do I get on the, in in that circle? It's a, like it's a little frustrating. I feel like. For sure. Chat was chat was talking about how much of this is due to COVID, and I think like, I think that the decline had begun like for the reasons we've talked about, like the exorbitant mm. costs, the weird timing in the yeah. year. But I think COVID and like, the move toward everything being direct style, like internet style, as Damiani said, like mouthpiece style, almost advertiser style stuff. But, like, COVID, I think, was, like, the killing blow, too. Yeah. And, like, even GDC, like, a lot of people are getting sick out of there. And then, like, the other thing I was thinking about is, and this has been true for three or four years now, but, like, for a company like ours, E3 was a huge tentpole event. Like, it made us money because we would, like, get a bunch of views. We would have a big week of streaming and reactions and commentary and stuff. And, like, the ripple effects of, of it going away like this are really a bummer. Yeah. So actually what's interesting is that kind of segues a little bit into uh, an interview that uh, gamesindustry.biz did today with uh, the ESA uh, and uh, GI, they're, uh, they're owned by ReadPop. So it's kind yeah, of but, interesting. Oh, it's like they get like yeah. instant access <laughs> to the ESA. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they were talking a lot about the ed- economic headwinds and um, just like what you were saying about things changing before the pandemic, but then like really being dramatically altered after it. Um, And it says, I think largely that these factors of game development, timeline, and economic headwinds were very difficult to surmount in these times. Like I said, it's a significant investment for companies not only to put on the digital shows that they would do at E3 and the announcements, but also bringing that human capital to bring things to life and to network. It's a very different kind of investment than some of the other platforms they have been using and experimenting with throughout the pandemic. We're seeing other shows coming back slowly, but coming back. They're at a different scale and investment commitment than E3, so we have to continue to work on how we create a dynamic and sustainable model that meets the needs of the industry. It was a convening, uh, convening and people came because it was the place to be. We want to make sure we provide that opportunity for industry moving forward both the marketing aspect, but also the convening at such a large scale. Um, so yeah, so just talking about, you know, like f- finding the right balance and everything there. The thing that to me, like... Shout out, several people in chat, like five or 10 people have said that they're here because they saw us during E3. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. 
and they were actually uh, at the very end of the interview, point blank, is the plan for E3 to return in 2024? We're committed to providing an industry platform for marketing and convening, but we want to make sure we find that right balance that meets the needs of the industry. We're certainly going to be listening and ensuring whatever we want to offer meets those needs, and at that time, we will have more news to share. So no, uh, yeah, yes, no, no. Nothing. I mean... But I think, here's the thing I think. I think they made the mistake of essentially, like, we can't miss a year. Oh, instead of saying, take the time to, like, I think yeah, that they yeah. Sh- changing yeah. organizers and all of that, it's they should rush. have waited till next year to bring it back correctly because yeah. I, I feel like this whole time, like, with the Nintendo and all the stuff we heard about earlier in the year, that it was just, like... They weren't booking when people needed to be booking. Well, it's yeah, it seemed rushed, and it also seemed like it was playing catch up because, like, I I don't know how much this is really the case, but like, it almost felt like they were trying to they're like walking behind Jeff, like trying to sweep up the the scraps or something. Because like, I wonder if or they're afraid if he was going to get too far ahead. Going to get all in yeah, the absence, like yeah. Because like if if I'm a if I'm a company, you know, let alone the big three, but like even a medium level company that has a game. And I've committed to, to Keeley's thing, you know, Key Threely or whatever. And then E3 comes up two months later and is like, hey, you want to do a thing a week later? You're going to be like, well, I already, I'm showing my one trailer at Keeley's thing. Like, what am I going to do for you? You know, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe, yeah, I think that may be part of their issue too, is that they are trying to glom on to the digital side of things. And we saw... Oh, that did not. Uh, work that was ugly. When they no, that done website. that, and they were trying to do that this year too. Uh, back, I remember Don and I did a carpet review of the booth set at E3 <laughs> on their website that year. <laughs> Pretty fun. So I think that like the two could coexist in a way if E3 just focuses on being E3 mm-hmm. and not trying to be a digital event, you know. And then it's like, okay, you've got the Keeley announcements, you've got the individual first party press conference announcements. You've got Keeley doing a private event, you know, for business, mm-hmm. and then E3 is like the big show floor, yeah, you know, with, play, with a lot more actually. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know if the there's really a, f- a future for E3 like that in big ambiguity. There is like, yeah, we, they need to regroup and kind of like figure some stuff out. Um, but I mean, there are other like kind of events that I wonder if there's something else besides Summer Game Fest. I don't think Summer Game Fest is ever going to get big enough um, to, to, to be a replacement for E3. But you still have still have PAX happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, PAX, PAX, well. PAX East and doing mm-hmm. very well. Um, and you have other, you know, the other international events like Gamescom, still have Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. But even within the, like, the U.S., like there's, like you were talking about conventions slowly coming back. Like we like, some of the bigger ones like Anime Expo came back. And I, I mean, I don't know how well they're doing since mm-hmm. they've come back, but I did see a lot of people went to them. Like they have like huge crowds. Yeah. Like San Diego Comic Con came back is coming back again this year. I wonder if 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 there isn't a way to really get all the companies to come together in terms of like a like a, a, a press like industry event. Maybe the way forward is just like a strict public event, um, and like either like ramping up like one of the PAX events. Um, or maybe like working with like like 
I don't know, like Anime Expo seems to have a lot of crossover video games. San Diego Comic Con seems like the biggest one. But San Diego Comic Con changed from being like very little like known or just like this thing about comics right. to becoming a pop culture convention. I mean, it's a little got a little too big. Same problem. Um, but maybe that's something it needs to be. Maybe it, it, like it needs to be something that's like more than just like games to like convince people to come. And as you said, maybe just bringing like one game. You don't need to show like your whole year's worth of games. Like Nintendo, you're coming. Just bring one game for people to play. Like Sony, bring one game. You don't have to like do that. And people like the panels. The yeah. other thing that I was kind of excited about with E3 was the panels. Mm-hmm. Like that the prospect of like getting access to developers like in a group area where they give you like a presentation. You get those anecdotal stories, those behind mm-hmm. the scenes looks. Like you get that at GDC, but I was also looking for that to be a little bit more public facing. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I think of, the, the just the the nature of a public facing panel uh, would be completely different. Like GDC gets in the week. Like I was telling yeah. you, like technical. I got screenshots of code. And like yeah, down those get some technical timing and all this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> but like something like I tell Huber, I tell you about like the cool panels they do at San Diego Comic Con. It's like yeah. just giving fans access to the developers. Even if it's not a Q and A. It's just like they're they're in the same room as them, mm, right? Getting to see these people and like that's what the E3 press conference were. Yeah, you got the great announcements, but like you were with like other fans. You were with the creators and like that's gone mm-hmm. you like e3 wasn't even going to fix that pretty much like maybe if microsoft had still done a live thing but everyone was like moving away from it i don't think press conferences are ever going to be that again panels would be that i I, right. I think that's something i was looking forward to about this e3 because they had unprecedented access because of the esa to all these developers like even if you're not going to show off a game like maybe the game came out like it would have been sick if the zelda team showed up like where you have like a breath of a tears of the kingdom post-mortem panel mm-hmm. at e3 where we're going to sit down and like talk about it and like maybe take some questions like that's like freaking awesome like you don't have to bring a new big game to e3 then just like do something like that and do the coverage about that and I, I lament that that you know that is not going to be there, but I still think there are other opportunities um, um, for that. And yeah, I, 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 I like I don't know if, like if Jeff ever has an idea about like doing that, but it'd be nice to see him. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like that's that doesn't seem to be his thing, his wheelhouse. Yeah. So it really, like, Pax seems the place to do that. Well, it, it feels yeah. like it feels like the E3 niche that wasn't being filled by your GDCs, your Paxes. It was just like that big time where huge announcements happen, you know, where it's like just the place where all eyes are on it so we can announce things and it's basically huge ads or whatever. And like Keeley's thing is kind of filling that niche and like the show floor almost seems superfluous to that. Like GDC and PAX kind of fill that. Obviously Gamescom really does. Um, yeah, it's weird. It just feels like... But the like difference being that... Yeah, I think that's part of the problem of E3 going public is, like you're yeah. saying, is now that we have PAX, yeah, right. we don't E3 need becomes another PAX right. if it's public. And oh, it's yeah, like, it, like, it felt like E3 was just just here because it's the legacy play, uh, and it's yeah. like, we don't need it anymore. I don't even think like the time of year is good for it either. No, I no. I don't, I don't think that time of June is great. Like Spring and fall seem to be like the sweet spots for the year. Spring, maybe you catch like you know yeah. the, well, it did the companies get, when they're it got moved around after like two thousand seven. Yeah. It used to be yeah. in May. Yeah, it used to be yeah. in May. I feel like, like September would be. Yeah. Or I guess that's when games start coming out. But yeah, it's, it's but either I mean, yeah, Gamescom is or you know late yeah. August. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's already there. But like if you did it towards the end of the year, at least you get like the big holiday titles present there. Maybe if we already know about them. It's another just another chance to maybe play them. Or at the beginning of the year, it'd be maybe it's more announcement heavy, where it's like here's our year of games that we're like kind of planning to do out. 
but to release. But we were the thing is, I don't think there really is a way to get everyone to come back together and do like a, a condensed one day of announcements. Because if you look at every other industry, everyone does do their own event and has always mm-hmm. done their own event. There's no like yeah. movie day where they every like studio comes out and announces everything. Like Comic Con, you get a few announcements there, but like. Well, Disney does like well. This stuff used to be so much yeah. more like key, Marvel though. does it's, like its, it's own just event. a matter of everything yeah. ramping up over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you know the Nintendo press conference, it it didn't used to be like this big huge stage and lighting and everything. It was just like oh yeah, we were in the basement of a hotel, dude. Like that was it, mm-hmm. and there was there nobody there except for press with no books and cameras. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 that's a very good point. How, like, I mean, there's great videos on YouTube you could watch to see the history of the evolution. Like some of like the you can watch old game announcements. They're like, where is that? It looks like just like a little ballroom or something with like a little like projector screen. It's not even like high tech, and it's like that's that's how it was. Um, but yeah, I think it was seeing how everyone else does this. It, it, it's just how it's going to be where each company is going to do their own event. The thing I would like to have where we seem to have a little bit more consistency is it feels like every year it's kind of like scheduled for other companies like like Apple's going to do a big fall event or spring event. Mm-hmm. Like It'd be cool if Nintendo like they kind of are doing it where it's like here's our February, March direct and then here's our September fall direct. Like If that if they were just be like that's how we're going to do it from now on that's great because then you could plan around it. It's like the guessing game, where once mm. place like is Sony even going to do a big event this like a big announcement event this year? I mean, I get it. Not every year you have something to announce, but it, it that, that the loss of that because right. I don't think there's ever way. Or if Sony brought a PSX back, you know, and and really made that to be but a, a bigger thing. This is the dream. The dream is that the big three do their own event and have like a a, a press. You know, like PSX comes back, maybe December's where Sony likes to do it. Every December, like, we're going to do one in December or around that time every year. Nintendo's like, oh, we like spring. And so we're going to do, like, you know, Space World or Nintendo or whatever, whatever the last one was called where it wasn't called Space World. Um, and then, like, Microsoft does their own thing. Maybe they do like June. Maybe actually, actually we do like the summer. We do that. If we could just get something like that to look forward to, it's the, it's the not looking forward to something. And to me, Summer Game Fest really isn't hasn't been big enough for that. It, right. it, it does because it doesn't have Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo participating. And while third parties obviously deliver huge games like Capcom, you just do a Capcom event, man, that'll be hype as crap. You know, I'd be like it's ecstatic for that. But the, the funny thing though that you say now, because you know, unless Microsoft somehow cancels their thing that they've already, you know, announced, yeah. like now Summer Game Fest sort of owns that Xbox conference in a way. You know, like in terms of you know, bringing it like an umbrella kind of thing. It's like, okay, Summer Game Fest is going to be on that Thursday or whatever, and then Xbox is going to be on Sunday, and it sort of feels like it's all part of the same thing. Yeah, they got Microsoft, and they got pretty much Ubisoft in that window too because they're Monday, I believe. So, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, Yeah, I, 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 I mean... The dream was to have like a day for every like big publisher, like yeah, like, yeah. like Microsoft, Bethesda, yeah. they go Sunday. Sony goes Monday. Well, Nintendo goes shit. Tuesday. Capcom yeah. goes Wednesday, or like Capcom, Bandai Namco, Square Enix go Wednesday. Like like that's man, I miss that. I do miss that. I so do too. Much. I just don't think they want to share the spotlight oh, with each other as much exactly. either now. We're, that's why I say we're never going to get that again yeah. because they want. I think they do like their spacing. I, yeah, I think they, they do. don't like being too close to each other with their announcements. Well, because it's like. At, like, thinking back to how it started, how, like, yeah, like, 
the press conference were half business stuff. It was like a shareholder meeting almost sometimes. Oh, yeah. PlayStation and 2 like, sales numbers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. years later after but the like, PS3 is out. As E3 and the and press conferences and stuff became more and more sensationalized and more and more like an ad, uh, they finally just realized cut out all the middle people and just make them ads. Like, just mm-hmm. we can just put out a video whenever we want. Spaced out from everybody else. We don't have to spend 40 grand on a booth, you know. It's just an ad. Yeah. It's an announcement ad. 599 US dollars. Going going back real quick to the, like, doing stuff maybe for, like, for for fans or for the public. Um, Something, like, I wish, I mean, they can do it at any time, but, like, the two times we got it. Remember uh, 2015, the Nintendo World Championships came back. Oh, right. And they, like, did that, like, right before E3. They did, like, a Smash tournament one year before that. that, that yeah. They I, had a couple of years that they yeah, did that. They, yeah. They, 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 they didn't move those. Wasn't the, the 2017 one done around, like, PAX or something? No, there were still ones uh, that were around E3. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember, like, there was a Mario Maker one or whatever. But fun like, stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, like, I, I wish those could be more consistent because... I would honestly, I'd rather have something if, if it's not meant for us, but it's meant for like the consumer and for like the the, the public and fans. I'd PSX, dude. Yeah, I'd rather them still do something like that because then the industry still feels special. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it feels like it's lost a little bit of that, you know, kind of like glimmer. Like it doesn't feel as. It feels like we lived through a time that is dying, like. The, this age, the, the age of man is over. Like it, the age of E three is over. You know, feels the age of the con. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think that's so part procedural. of it. Is 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 because what you're saying? Because because again, like a public thing, like those are games that are like okay, these are like rock solid. Whereas the the magic of E three was you could announce something, like and then we would know like we're gonna go down and play that the next day. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, for uh, for us. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but even for people watching, and it's like, oh, oh I can't wait to, to you that. know get the gameplay footage or you know the impressions and stuff back, you know, when when they come back in or you know or what or like IGN and Gamespot having their booths on the floor with developers coming by and all of that craziness. There was just like it was like the press conferences were the kickoff, and then like you just had all of this stuff flowing out. Like yeah, I the trade off has been like, but oh, for all that we would get like goofy ass like cam shots and stuff. Like it was fun. It, it was very like you know person on the ground type thing. Whereas every event like in the last like five years, that's like a publisher event, feels very sterile. Very like controlled, like there, there's no ex- half the time. There's like not any excitement about it. It's like so matter of fact. Right. Like it, I, I don't know. There's something about like the kind of like the the not necessarily the tension, but like maybe yeah. like the stress yeah, I mean, of E3 of play does not have added a little bit. Yeah. The risk of announcing God of War for the first time with a gameplay demo. It, you know? it felt a little bit like a game at E3 because you only had so much time. You had a time limit, mm-hmm. so it's like you're trying to get and see as much stuff, and like you come back, it's like, oh, what did I get? What's my collection? Like, like Halloween candy? Sugar let me treating, let me right? dump it out, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what'd you get? It's like you don't can't, you can't compare that or anything anymore because everyone gets like the same demo, all the same capture units. Like, but the trade is we get like better quality videos now like oh, it's yeah, yeah. It, it, like that's maybe the cost of that as we trade some of the fun away for it just this is just becoming like this is professionalism like this is what it what it has to be you know maybe being person in the media like the media industry is like it's not about the fun and excitement you know it's about you just have to be 
professional and cordial and stuff like that. You know, the, the, the stuff that people used to always like ram down my throat at every event. It's like, yeah, like you don't show excitement. Don't like, you know, you gotta be like matter of fact and stuff. And then there'd be people like, what are you talking about? Like, this is cool and shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just like, all right, I'm going to like so many different like sides of this. Like what, what <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you do? Yeah. Get hyped. <laughs> Get hyped. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, it's funny that you kind of talk about it like that because I remember there being mixed reactions when uh, Twilight Princess was revealed because it was that so, it was sort of that transition period, right? Where like oh, yeah. before that, there weren't a whole lot of press conferences and stuff being broadcast or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, we were sort of at the tail end of press conferences being very businessy. Uh, and when the, the Twilight Princess trailer came up, and everyone just started shouting and weeping and stuff, and it's like that was like a view into reaction culture that we have now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on from E3. Uh, we'll do a little donation check-in right now. Uh, we got a resub from Miseragog. We got a resub from Smartski. Uh, $13.43 from Oh Big Stretch. <laughs> Uh, and a brand new sub um, from uh, Jackilometrison. There's some spaces in there that don't quite fit. I don't understand how to say it, but there it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that new sub. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Um, E3 level stuff right here. We got a little Zelda gameplay demonstration. Finally. We've, we've pretty much seen mostly gameplay. Um, for yeah, a bit, you know, but very quick cuts where you could. We didn't what's see going what it was on. like. Yeah. like playing the game actually. Yeah, though. and this and is... getting actual descriptions of what's happening. Yes. Right, this it's is like, like the bare minimum. Yeah, Bloodworth. This yeah, is well, not we... E3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have a full half hour demo. This is what you, yeah, we're some Treehouse Live. Yeah, <laughs> like, we didn't get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a pretty cool thing with. Uh, Aonuma, even still saying, it's like, hey, we're going to show you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to give away too much. Um, but a few different abilities. Um, the first one was like, hey, how are you going to get up to the sky? How are you going to get to these islands floating around? Uh, and they showed, which we've seen in trailers before, like a brick falling off of a building or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you use uh, an ability they call recall to rewind it back to its starting place back up there and then you just ride on that thing uh, and that's basically it, it, am I wrong Is that that's basically the only example they showed of that they said it was the only thing they showed but they said it was not the only way you'd right. get it, but mm-hmm. like well, yeah they said yeah. there's other ways to get up to the sky but they you know like there are other things that you can probably do with recall as well yeah, yeah they showed like some objects and previous trailers of like a spike boulder going mm-hmm. backwards yeah. in time hitting mo- yeah, because, and stuff. Oh, yeah, we, we talked about like those, the yeah. Sheikah mm-hmm. Slates not, have not seen it present in the gameplay and so those original core abilities you had mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild don't seem like they might be returning. Especially if you look at the HUD, you're not seeing any icons for any of those things. Oh, when huh. I went through the menu, like stasis and yep. yeah, uh, the other ones. No bomb would be wild. Well, I think that will be achieved through another thing they showed off. Fusion. Well, no. <laughs> well, what was the thing that it was? Fusion also thing they described to enhance your weapons and items. What yeah, was, fuses okay. is we oh, can stick yeah. objects like together. Adding yeah. like a yeah, yeah. fire chew jelly to your bow oh, and arrow to make yeah, it flame, yeah, yeah. or like adding right. the eye. I imagine adding something like that will make your arrows explode. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there are going to be some really cl- crazy combinations 
um, with the resources you gather in the world and then applying them to your different your existing tool, your current toolkit mm-hmm. um, and that that experimentation is gonna be like a lot of the fun and also uh, I was mentioning to Huber like crafting cooking all uses the same pool of resources yeah. so yeah. now you got to decide uh man i only have enough for these for like one shot otherwise i won't be able to craft this item i've been trying to yeah like i think that kind of plays a little bit into like the the main gameplay loop they're kind of trying to go for this time as well with the proper fusion yeah which is do you want to describe that well yeah so the ba- yeah. basic idea with fuse is that uh you stick different objects together and they the first thing that they showed was, you know, just taking a random stick, which <laughs> is kind of, you know, a weak weapon. It's going to snap in half really quickly, and then you you find a boulder, and then you fuse them together, and now you've got this huge hammer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So cool. Um, and then, you know, they showed uh, a pitchfork uh, and putting a stick on that to extend the reach of the pitchfork by, like, a ridiculous length. Yeah. Um, they showed. They talked about arrows with a leaf, but then I didn't see them. They didn't show shoot what it. that does. No. Yeah, no, they didn't shoot it. No. So that was interesting. Uh, but they, yeah, they had an ice arrow. They had an arrow with an eyeball, which was interesting because homing. Yeah, that made it a homing arrow. Yeah, the we, mushroom shield was funny. The, the mu- yeah, the mushroom shield with like, like a smoke grenade. Yeah, smoke grenades though. Because the mushroom, like when it gets hit, it just sprays out all these spores. Um, and then uh, they also kind of showed it for like you, you know kind of like make your own vehicle aspect of it, which yep. we saw in the previous trailer, but didn't quite understand. To where so they they you know took three logs and then wedged them together, uh, and then they uh, they put a couple of these fans on it uh, to make it move. Uh, Blood. One thing I like about the fuse aspect of it is people who don't like durability in Breath of the Wild. I think mm-hmm. they get the feeling of like pressure of their weapon being destroyed and not having a weapon or being in a situation like that. But this now, like we've seen there's normal weapons in the game also, like swords and stuff like yeah. that. But now to me, this is like you will always have something you can use if you're creative about what your surroundings are. So it's just giving you even more flexibility and relieving some of that stress maybe. Yeah. Well, I yeah. also like how it like it feels like they're leaning into... The player's creativity and not they're not afraid to get like goofy or weird with it like they saw people who would like stasis a boulder and fling themselves across the entire world map you know and like they're like okay let's just put weird crazy stuff in the game like yeah. Al- already yeah um i saw jeff grubb uh tweeting something along the lines of like I'm actually really happy that this game looks the same. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> because it means that they've just spent the last six years like working on gameplay systems and, you know, yeah. trying to do stuff that, you know, you, well, you might not have ever done in a game before. Yeah. I mean, we've barely seen anything in this game. Oh, yeah. They're keeping this game close. Like, I'm sure there's a lot that's going to be different. Like, obviously, it's the same Hyrule, which I think is actually really cool because we don't get that very often in Zelda. But there's definitely a lot they're still hiding about this game. Yeah. And um, honestly, like to me, the long development time has shown with the tech of the game. The no loading, the seamlessness of going up and down, like that's very impressive, especially for a game on Switch. <laughs> yeah, jumping off one of these islands and then just like flying. And it was like something that was crazy with, with Breath of the Wild even. Yeah. You know, and especially like what Isla was saying is like when you would see people like push that to its limits. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can still see the whole map from up here. But it's like holding up frame rate wise way better too than Breath of the Wild would do when you do something crazy like mm. that. It's like 
it's just much more smooth. Like, yeah, it's still 30 frames, but it's much more smooth, and uh, that makes it just all the way better. So I'm pretty sure your arm is your ability. Yeah, it is. Like, well, like it must be. where you're saying what the L button is, that's what they. That's those the are. fuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fuse. Sorry, because we were asking that during the reactions. It's like, yeah, they're holding L, and then it brings up a mm-hmm. prompt for what you want. You want to fuse the sword or shield or whatever weapon you have currently equipped. Yeah, it's your shield sleep. And then the other ones, this we'll talk about in a sec. But yeah, well, so yeah, it feels like an appropriate evolution of. The game, like the world, has changed and, and evolved, and also so has our ability. Like, uh, yeah, they haven't shown it yet in the yeah, footage that we're showing, but like the ascend ability, when and the way he this, talked about yeah, it was just like, yeah, you used to have to just climb a mountain. Now you just kind of go through the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you. My can. friend Sometimes, told me yeah. that, that's the uh, that's the way they're doing with rain now. <laughs> oh <laughs> so yeah, to, like, maybe worry about rain. Just, not, I mean, they had like different equipment, like the climbing yeah. gear, like. Have an, a piece of equipment that was, lets you climb in the rain. Yeah, the, the yeah, most like in, have like g- gecko pads yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, the most intriguing thing about this is the uh, the the you said the fans they attach um, for the raft later on in the demo. Um, the the power meter for them, like the the the, the battery or whatever mm-hmm. that they have, like they deplete pretty so quickly. Especially mm-hmm. later on, towards the end of the demo, they try and like Link tries to fly and hover with them. Mm. It drains incredibly fast. Oh, interesting. So I feel like we're gonna see, obviously, like obvious the the battery upgrades. Yep. That like that's gonna be one of the core things is to, somewhere to in restrict this, you. Somewhere in the demo, I saw an enemy drop a battery too. Zone I battery. Then, mm. a, yeah, then apps. Yeah, that's absolutely good to. Be be the thing that's how they're going to try and like gate you from some stuff from like f- just immediately crafting something and flying up to anywhere yeah, yeah. you're definitely going to upgrade your arm too like the Sheikah Slate but it's going to be very interesting to see how they balance Ultra, yeah. uh, your freedom of exploring the sky versus like the overall because the overall feels like you probably should go almost anywhere mm. with the, like uh, uh, especially with the same high roll of changes mm-hmm. but uh, the sky feels like that might be something they try and gate a little bit more yeah. potentially we've seen like some pictures of like a big swirling cloud in the sky like it there's like mm. a storm around something yeah. so there could well, be I saw it too. stuff it like that like some crazy tower in a yeah maybe if you get yeah. close to it it'll shoot you out of the sky or something um, man I wonder if Terrytown like future punished Terrytown that's so yeah <laughs> we did we we were wondering that too. Yeah, there's it. a lot of stuff to be answered in terms of like how this interacts with the world. Like, does it in any way use your save file from Breath of the Wild to like track oh. things that you've already done? What do the amiibos do? <laughs> That's yeah. the real yeah, hard How many question. t-shirts can I yeah, get? Also didn't, yeah, didn't say dungeons, but also didn't say amiibo yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Though they've been restocking those amiibos pretty fiercely, so there's definitely something. Oh wait, I think the amiibos. Some of them give gliders. Maybe I saw oh. something about that, like different gliders. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. They did show yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They changed the pattern. They were, yeah. You can use the uh, Majora's Mask amiibo to like make a. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. The yeah. Majora's the Mask. Yeah. yeah. The goo when you assemble things kind of freaks me out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. but I think Zelda games should do that. I, I should guess, be freaked yeah. out a little bit. <laughs> a little unsettled. Yeah. God, yeah. I'm, I'm freaking out. I can't wait for this game, dude. Can't wait. I'm losing. Yeah. My see, horrible. like how fast that battery goes as soon as you start hovering. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. I think that's. Sorry, I I'm love that though. On screen, but yeah. Yeah. Um. It's. It's very interesting. I, I yeah, the, the ultra hand is just basically the way to manipulate things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ascend thing is is crazy too. It's crazy uh, because like if there's no restriction, as long as there's something above you, like how far up you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like other than like 
simplifying traversal, the example Anuma gave was escaping like a jail cell. So like, mm-hmm. I need to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they clearly want you to discover those moments for yourself where it has and more use than traversal. How does all this work puzzles and stuff? I, was telling, yeah. I think I was telling Brad like, there's absolutely going to be a boss fight where you use a set yeah, yeah, to like yeah. go, through, go through platforms and stuff to like dodge attacks or reach a level. And you're talking about fusing like a piece from a boss or something for a weapon. Yeah. Well, I was so shocked that you can go through the cave like that. The ceiling is super thick, but since there's a flat surface above it, you can go forever yeah. if there's a surface? Yeah. This, yeah, and it makes me, you know, assume that that's one of the ways that you can get up to this guy, right? If you can, I, like, It must be. Yeah, maybe up. find, like, a giant yeah, tower. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, like, Chad is wondering about hidden rooms, like, within a yeah. cave that you can't yes. get to otherwise. I, I, yes. so I can't cool. wait for the glitches so where you get so stuck many, in the middle of the thing. So many layers of tunnels yeah. and things, you know? Like, I could yeah. see them, like, doing a tutorial <laughs> version of that, right, where it's, like, you ascend, and then, like, you're in, a, like, a level two, and then you ascend to another mm-hmm. level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, the three main abilities. Just this demo, this demonstration shows to me, convinces me the time this has been in development that a lot of it has been utilized for this type of stuff because yeah. having to account for all these things and they're all f- like physics based stuff too. It's just in s- like it's a lot to keep track of. Also, yeah, like the transition, the seamless transition from like being mm-hmm. in the sky at one point to where you get knocked down and not necessarily just falling slowly, but like they could, you could like dive really fast and everything's still loaded in the world. Like that's on the switch. Like that's they, what they, we wanted yeah. Skyward Sword to be. Yeah. They really, yeah. uh, to optimize this so it doesn't like run at five frames yeah. probably took a while. It's really for impressive. Them. Yeah. yeah. A liberal use of fog. Don's excited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting though because the, the fog. Like it's there, but yeah. It, I mean, it's it gets foggier when you go up into the sky, and I'm sure it, that's an optimization y- thing. Yes, like, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like it's obscuring too no, much. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly like it's like switching and masking an LOD thing. Where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. making the ground look. Unless yeah. you have to get some kind of mask or a goggles item that gives you clearer vision when you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Frame rate goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Performance <laughs> goggles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Is there any, anything else to to ponder on this at the uh, d- moment? There's so much to ponder, blood yeah. about this game. Oh, it is, it's, 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 it's what wasn't said, honestly. That's like you know driving. Mm-hmm. You know the the questions and curiosity. Obviously, they they've they've made it clear that they really don't want to reveal too much because they the the, the magic of as you discovery. were saying, Brad, like discovery exploration. Mm-hmm. You said Huber. Um, they don't want to take that away from the players because seeing the reactions of Breath of the Wild, they know that's like the, probably the most important part. Um, for someone like me, though, I feel like I still need a little. I would like a little bit more before the release trailer. in terms of two things. Yeah, I need to see some kind of puzzle component in action. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, using um, these to solve puzzles would be very interesting to and see I, how it works. And I need to see like what 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 is like the. Uh, the, like the string of puzzle together thing where it's dungeons, some new form of shrine. Is it just going to be the islands? Like this, just some kind of like, you know, tipping of their hand about that. Because, well, and also like, I'd literally like to see dungeons again. Yeah, obvi- yeah. And like, if you don't have bombs, does that mean a puzzle or a room that would involve bombs will have to have like an infinite, like, fire gel spawn creature mm. somewhere nearby, you know, so you can always craft. That yeah, I don't think that's that like, unusual to do, though. No, no, yeah. but I'm just saying it's a different kind of experience than just always having those well, abilities. They could still have bombs, just use have them as an item, actually. Yeah, again. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, maybe you craft them. They didn't give us the full breakdown of, like, yeah, the menus or anything like that. Yeah. So we have, like, exactly. we have no idea. We have no idea. Yeah, we never yeah. saw, like, like we're a We're just seeing what the game looks like when you play it, yeah, actually. You, you, yeah. Yeah, 
Isla, you just you just get a boulder and then you fuse it with some chili peppers. Yeah. Remember the yeah. chili peppers yeah. from the first game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your bomb. I got to see the economy in action. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah. The, the money. Uh, yeah, someone's telling me Ascend is there is the grappling hook. I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> like, no. No, 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 no. I want the hook shot or grappling. Yeah, give me give me a proper one. That'd be fun as heck. heck yeah. Um, but yeah, there's still stuff in the other earlier trailers that we like just really don't have too much context for. Like their giant platform in the sky he lands on with like look like a mechanical device. Like, is that gonna fly? Like, well, yeah, there's there's a bunch. And, so like, many questions. Honestly, yeah, like I don't see like the connective tissue yet. Of like the sky and the world, other than like traversal, it's like, yeah, like not even story wise. It's mm-hmm. like, how is this like, are blocks gonna fall down? Is it just a way to go back up there, or like, is that the duality mechanic where surface and sky influence each other and something? Like, I have no mm-hmm. idea. Like, yeah. I'm very curious about that. Do you type think of you'll stuff. be able to fuse anything with your horse? That's a great <laughs> oh question, and I'm gonna say yes. Maybe piece. Maybe I don't know. I don't armor and put it on. We there. haven't seen him like fusing anything that's a living thing. He's right. That might be the. Yet. That's the restriction. The, yeah, the restriction. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna fuse. The real the question is: Will you piece. have a? Will you have a bird mount? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. I think that's gotta happen at some point. It'll Eventually. be the, all the shrines like, equivalent. Whatever yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be in this fun game. As heck to do. Huh. So you can be getting up as high as they can in one of those those nice skylands, finding one of those dragons flying around, Ooh, and pulling yeah. a, an avatar one, <laughs> diving at them from above. From above. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Also, uh, no indication about anything. I'm really paying attention to like music other than like what they play during the video. They played like the same writing sound yeah. or song and stuff like that. Um, and they played I'm, some new music in the yeah, skyland. Cu- yeah, I'm curious about you know if they're gonna go with like. Less ambience and more actual mm, music, or are they going to stick to question. that? Um, since it feels like it's a slightly different tone. Yeah, yeah. I think you might get a little more. Yeah. Maybe just a little more. Curious. Also, like soundtrack. the what? Hell of a soundtrack, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. so good. Also, waiting for that one menacing enemy, the equivalent of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm waiting sure. for that yeah. reveal. Like, it, I mean, maybe it's that that Golems thing that was in the earlier trailer, but. Yeah, something that's just like dotted over the world. It's like you don't want to mess with those things yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. That was something that was interesting about this too. Is that they pretty much focused on the new construct enemies. Yep. Whereas yeah. in the past trailers, you kind of saw a lot of you know the same guys from the first game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, as you said in our reactions, Brad, nothing about the underground whatsoever yet. Nope. Like that's nothing. been a. Yep. Yeah, who knows what's, Zelda, that's, what's that about? That yep. piece of artwork with her with like a new Sheikah slate that looks like a Switch now. I don't think we've seen a single other NPC other than Link, Zelda, and... The we rec- saw a, rec- a few people the stables. That's like recognizable mm-hmm. yeah, like right. main NPCs from yeah. Breath of the Wild. We've yeah, not They're keeping yeah, all that under wraps. Under wraps. All yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, like, because honestly they can. On, as much as we would like to know, they don't care. They know we're going to play yeah, it anyways. They, <laughs> they don't they know. <laughs> they know. Also, yeah, that that tease right there with that uh, that symbol, the switch, the Ur- and in between the Ouroboros, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the phoenix and the triforce, Are we and the symbols. Touch the triforce like, in this. Mm. <laughs> there was something in the middle of that triforce. Something in the middle of the triforce. Yeah, was there a fourth triforce piece? What? Whoa, a new one? <laughs> Do you think? I <laughs> uh, was in the. I mean, it could just be decoration. It's on the dock. It's only on the dock image, I believe, or oh, okay. in the graphic they do for. Uh, yeah. No, it's just something. It's like a yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, like a circular yeah. thing. But I mean, look I at those, look at those symbols. 
some familiar Ooh. symbols there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah, this is one we were going to talk about with uh, with Mitch, but we'll still bring it up. Uh, multiverses. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> is, uh, is going offline until 2024. Yeah. I, I had forgotten that, you know, much like Fortnite was forever, this game has yeah. apparently just been an open beta this whole time. Well, Fortnite was like, what, early access? That's how they marketed right. it as? Yeah, for a long time. But it didn't go offline for like half a year, right? When you've paid for stuff in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 won a game award for fighting game. It's had battle passes. <laughs> they're that's they're hilarious. selling gleamium, uh, which is one of their currencies. Uh, all that stuff that you've gotten, you, you're going to hang on to. It'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is an interesting uh, statement, the way they put this. Uh, Throughout our open beta, we've been working hard to build the best gameplay experience. And we appreciate all of the inspiration you've given us. Our open beta has been an important learning opportunity for us and a stepping stone to the next phase of multiverses. We know there's still a lot of work to do. As a result, we have a clearer view of what we need to focus on, specifically the content cadence of new characters, maps, and modes to give you more ways to enjoy the game along with updated net code and more matchmaking improvements. We'll also be reworking the progression system based on your feedback and looking at new ways for you to connect with your friends in the game. To do this the right way, we will be closing the Multiverse's open beta on June 25th. As part of this process, we'll be pausing updates and taking the game offline as we prepare for the launch of Multiverse's, which we are targeting for early 2020. 24. Yeah, I mean, a few people I follow in the FGC are saying this is the right decision to make. Mm. Like Seems this like is the, this is the right way to handle this. Um, if they want this game to be taken like seriously and have like a, a proper chance to kind of course correct after you know having a hot start and kind of fizzling out in in where it is now that they're deciding to do this. But I can absolutely see from a consumer standpoint, it's like, wait, wait, I paid for all this and you're taking this away for like six months or more? Right. Like, what the heck? Like, what, like, a lot of people are just going to move on and not give it another chance so they're going to feel a little bit burned by that. So I definitely see that, that perspective. I think launches are pretty hype so they get to like do it again. Like when this game comes mm-hmm. back, it's they're going to be, you know, yeah. front and center. Yeah, in a weird way, it's almost like it's like they're launching a sequel, but they're taking yeah. away the first game. Right. I was going to say, depends yeah. how substantial the when it's re-released. Actually, how it's substantial the upgrades are. You know, yeah. Yeah. if it's like a new character or something like that, but it still feels relatively the same, looks the same kind of. You know, it's not going to be like Final Fantasy or Realm Reborn. You know, when you come back, it's not going to be like crazy like that. Just hope it'll be enough to get people interested in it again. Because like Street Fighter Six is going to be out. It's gonna be a lot more competition when this game comes back. Tekken Eight could be out around then. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's a different kind of fighting game. Oh, I know that. Sure. You know, I know it's, it it's closer is. to Smash Absolutely. Brothers for sure. But I'm just saying, it's only so much light out there, limelight mm-hmm. for games. Also shows us like how hard it is to make a fighting game and, and yeah, maintain it. it. Ain't easy. I mean, I think we also saw, at least I think I saw something about like a uh, Riot's Project L. It's like mm-hmm. not gonna be like. Evo this year, something they confirmed. They're like there will be no update about mm, the game. Got it. So Tom Cannon confirmed it will not have an update or announcement because it's still you know they're still working on it. It's not ready to show. So yeah, this is a. Uh, I'm, I'm with Brad. Like I don't think they're just gonna go back with one new character. That that like that's like the 
they'll be a nail in the coffin before it even like comes back. But they mentioned, you know, they alluded to like new modes, like if they have like, you know, comprehensive stuff, like just look at Smash Brothers and see what they did. See what Smash Brothers hasn't done. Like that was one of the biggest things they had going for them when they launched is like, look at all this customization. They had all these like UI elements you can move around. Like yeah. you couldn't do that in Smash. It's like, what does Smash not have? They don't have a proper adventure mode. Like mm-hmm. their, their spirits mode and like some, like, you know, that stuff like doesn't really... You know, in my opinion, it doesn't measure up. There's an opportunity there to do something like, like do like break the targets, like don't, like similar analogous things, like those little mini game stuff and like challenges and maybe up to like work on a lot of different stages, man. Like take the existing stages, get a little bit more crazy with them. You know, you can have like the simplified versions for people just want to be like competitive, but you need to have like a lot of crazy stuff going on in the background to, you know, keep, you know, the average people like, you know, a little bit more interested in that. Yeah. Uh, to uh, to be clear, they they will uh, you will still be able to play the offline mm. stuff. Okay, that's nice. Uh, you can it's still go into the the lab, to the training mode, okay. uh, and you can still do local matches. That's cool. Uh, with access to all the stuff that you've yeah. already gotten. Uh, but basically, uh, if you haven't bought it uh, by April fourth, um, you won't be able to. You won't be able to until gotcha. next oh. year, essentially. Because that's when they're going to remove it from the the storefronts. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Get on it if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> Don't got a lot of time. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you could spend all that time training, and it's like, oh, they changed my character. Yeah. No, if I you mean, care. That, that, if you that, care, that's any game, and even when yeah. a game's active, like you need to be prepared. To, like meta is going to change, like yep. yeah. between seasons and stuff. Like they, yeah, that's. Something people have to you, you should know better. Comes you, with the territory. Yeah, if you like play it offline and train, like I'm ready to go on day one, they like change your character. Like you, you, you only have yourself to blame mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. yeah. We got more news to come, but if you've been enjoying the show so far, take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell on YouTube. It helps us and it helps you stay connected. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do your financial goals feel out of reach? They don't have to be. With Chime's Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with your own money through on-time payments and small everyday purchases like groceries, streaming, and gas. Members see an increase of 30 points to their credit scores on average. Chime reports your payments to the major credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. All with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. Start making your financial dreams a reality with Chime. Signing up only takes two minutes and does not affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com allies. That's Chime.com allies. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Chime Checking Account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Based on a study conducted by Experian, Credit Builder members observed an average of 30 points FICO score 8 increase after 8 months with regular on-time payments. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Chime.com slash allies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, when, when is the last time you got to know something new about yourself? I love learning new things about myself. 
This might surprise you, but I am transgender. I didn't always know that about myself. Um, looking back, it seems like I probably should have figured it out a lot earlier, but it was a lot of fun and scary and challenging to learn that about myself. And um, it really, it changed my life for the better. Therapy uh, is one of the big ways that I learned that about myself. I also have learned that how I handle grief and how I handle depression and how I handle uh, loss and disappointment and happiness in therapy. I have, that's helped me to process and learn these kinds of things. I feel like, oftentimes I feel like I learn something new about myself, Not maybe not every session, but once, once a month, you know, in therapy, I'll discover some little nugget that I didn't know about myself. Uh, and I think it's really valuable and you can do that in therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com allies today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot allies. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime this spring by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout lines and get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. Or in our case, get out in the rain because L.A. doesn't usually get rain, so enjoy it while it's here. You can spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos, dude, or falafel power bowls ready in 15 minutes or less. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. With so much variety, there are options for everyone in every lifestyle. I uh, personally like HelloFresh because it introduces me and my girlfriend to new wild things like barramundi, which I didn't even know was a thing. It's a fish. Uh, and it makes me feel fancy and like I can actually cook things because um, the recipes are really easy to follow and uh, it's it's fun too and like I don't have to go to the store and get weird stuff that I would never otherwise buy go to hellofresh.com slash allies 50 and use code allies 50 for 50% off plus free shipping hellofresh.com slash allies 50 code allies 50 50% off and free shipping this is America's number one meal kit for a reason, baby. Check it out. HelloFresh.com Allies 50. Right now. Go. Do it. Okay, thanks. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. All right. It's time for the not NPDs. Uh, February sales report. NPDs. Reports formally. <laughs> yeah, what is NPD. it called now? So, yeah, uh, as mentioned a, a few weeks back, uh, the NPD group merged with another uh, sales firm, uh, research firm, and the new company is called Circana. Mm. Circana. Uh, Matt Pescatella is still on the case. Um, and uh, there's actually a lot of interesting highlights uh, from February before we even get to oh, the list. Oh, okay. Um, 
consumer spending uh, was up in uh, every dimension. Um, uh, every dimension. Dude, multiverse. Multiverse. <laughs> multiverse. <Yeah. laughs> uh, sales. Multiverse of economy. Yeah, 4.6 billion. Uh, 6% higher than compared to a year ago. Wow. Hardware is up 68%. Accessories are up 13%. Content is up 1%. Um, Content. Highest monthly year-on-year uh, -year percentage uh, for the U.S. video game market since October 2021. Jeez. Um, Pokemon Go had a strong February, uh, moving back into the top five mobile games after growing uh, in-game spend 23% compared to January uh, and 10% uh, year-on-year. Uh, video game hardware, as we said, was 68% compared to February 2021, uh, $495 million just on hardware. Um, highest video game hardware spend for February since uh, 2009. Jeez. So... Yeah, PlayStation Five. Matt, yeah, killing it out there. Wow. PS 5s in stock, man. Yep. This is what happens. Yeah. Growth in PS Five hardware spending drove February hardware uh, gains. PS Five was best selling hardware, uh, both in units and dollar sales, um, for both uh, February twenty twenty three and the year so far. But it's just January, February, mm -hmm. of course. Um, year to date hardware spending is now twenty nine percent higher uh, compared to wow. the first two months of twenty twenty two. Wow. Uh, accessories grew 13%. Um, growth in virtual reality headset sales offset a drop in gamepad spending. Hmm. Which is interesting because I want to say February <laughs> was before the PSVR 2. What was that? When I think that it was February. Out? Was it, it February? Yeah. Yeah. February. Yeah. Okay. Were so, there some pricing shifts in the Quest at that point too? Right, yeah. Like but uh, interesting to see that. Um, and then let me get this list going. All right, our top 20 formatted differently. I gotta get used to this. Uh, we have seven games in this top 20 that are brand new. Ooh. Oh, I was like, well, it's I not know 20 then. Some of them, so I'll be <laughs> silent for those. Yeah, some of these are very obvious. Yeah. Some of these um, are not so at all. Um, so yeah, any any guesses for February releases? I know it's a little weird because this month they, they it's coming out at the end of March, so it's a, mm -hmm. stretch yeah. your memory a little bit more. GTA Five, GTA Five. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been there for a while, Heber. It's not in there, and it's not a new release either. Of course. I just like to say it. <laughs> okay, Heber. Uh, Brad spoiled one. Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts. Yeah, mm -hmm. eighth place. Oh really? Eighth Sick, place for Wild dude. Hearts. Cool. Hey, the game came out in February. It's a fair guess. When do the games come out in February? I don't know. So long ago, dude. My recall's bad. You so you don't know. It's a big one. Yeah. Number Very one. Big. Very big. Just huge, massive, destroying mm -hmm. sales everywhere. God, no. Do you want? I know, do you want me to just February? February. Yes. February. I don't know. It's Hogwarts. Yeah, it's Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Number God. one. Yeah. Beat Call of Duty. Beat everything. Yeah. Jeez. Just, just yeah, monster. Mm-hmm. One of those shooter you reviewed. Yakuza, like a dragon. Yes, nice, nice, very nice. And you remember, Sakamoto. Yes. We didn't get this game because Sega didn't think it would sell here. Yes, so that's very good news. Jeez, very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, great game. Uh, we got a couple of sequels here. Modern Warfare Two. That's well, that's not new. <laughs> Talking about new ones in February, but it, it's in the top twenty. 
It is. So don't don't write me off. It's in the top I'm asking 20. for the new game. He's games. talking about the new seven games. new games. <laughs> new games. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man, my head is a, a fog right. right now, all right? One of them you probably won't remember. The other one you should because it's been getting really good buzz since it Octopath? came out. Octopath? Octopath Traveler Octopath. 2. Oh. What is it at? Tenth place. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Hit that top ten. Was Dead Space February? Um, that was January, but it probably is in there. Uh, right. Dead Space is at third place right yeah. now. Forspoken. That was nuts. Forspoken is gone. Yeah. And it was in January. Yes. Oh, it was January? I yeah. totally thought it was February. Yeah. Sorry. But it is gone. It is it not is on gone. this list at all. Yikes. Bye-bye. That is bad. Yeah, bye-bye. Yikes. Bye-bye. They announced DLC for that, too. something like that in the next one, too. Um, yeah, so you have a... a Two sequels and a re-release on the lower end. So where did Metroid Prime Remaster end up? It's not in there. That's a travesty. That's not that, list, that list is wrong. Yeah. Was that February, though? Yes. Well, remember, okay. this is physical, so that wasn't out yet. Oh, yeah, it's physical wasn't oh, out, so we'll see it in March, baby. It's all digital. Yeah. 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 Redemption art. <laughs> yeah, I part. I got physical. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Damiani, you, you played one of these, and it is a Switch game. Um, is Theater Rhythm on there? Theater Rhythm is at 20. Final bar line. Wow. Yeah. It got in there. Just Dang. slipped in there. Uh, that was not the one I was referring to, though. Oh, I didn't is play that Is it some Kirby game? Kirby. Kirby. Return to Dreamland at 15. And the other one that you've probably all forgotten, Company of Heroes 3. Yes, I did forget got that. Got in there in 16th place. So I, didn't, I, I just could, looked at Mike. I couldn't forget like it when I didn't know about it. <laughs> I haven't played that yet. Um, I, like, I like the second one a lot. Yeah. So any returning favorites you want to ask about? Like Huber said, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is at 2. Yeah. Minecraft. Minecraft is at 12. Uh, where's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? 13th. All right. Right behind Minecraft there. Hmm. I feel like something else. Hmm. Some sports game, FIFA. FIFA's there, 5. Oh, where's uh, NBA 2K? NBA, I don't think. Yeah, it is, 19th. Where's uh, Scarlet and Violet? They don't track uh, digital on uh, 2K. Scarlet and Violet are at 14th. Okay. Yeah, so still hanging in there. Mm. Is Arceus on there? No, I think it's slipped off. Okay. Yep. Off. Um, Two big ones that have been getting a lot of extra promotion. Extra promotion? Did, uh, any, oh, any is last Horizon on there? No. Hey, okay. Last of Us? And- oh, Last, Last of Us. Great of us. Call. Yep. Yeah. Last of Us Part 1 is yeah, yeah. at 6. Last TV of Us Part power. 2 is at 18. Oh. TV show power. <laughs> TV show <The> power. power. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, you ready to run down that full yeah, list? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. do it. All right. Uh, 20th, Theater Rhythm. Mm-hmm. 19th, NBA 2K23. 18th, Last of Us Part 2. 17th, Sonic Frontiers. Oh. Still hanging in. 16th is Company of Heroes 3, 15th is Kirby's Return to Dreamland, 14th is Pokemon, 13th is Mario Kart 8, 12th is Minecraft, 11th, God of War Ragnarok, mm. still hanging in, 10th is Octopath, 9th is Like a Dragon, 8th is Wild Heart, 7, Elden Ring, Yes, still in that top 10, 6th, uh, Last of Us Part 1, 5th, FIFA, 4th, Madden, 3rd, Dead Space, 2nd, Call of Duty, and 1st. Hogwarts. Dead Space number three. Question. Mm-hmm. Since it's on Game Pass, will Redfall be in the top five, do you think? You know that, that a lot of times it 
doesn't deter a lot of games. Cool. But like we didn't see Hi-Fi Rush. But it's usually so. do they do they do digital too? Do they count that for I think Xbox? Xbox? Does. Cool. Uh, I'm not a hundred. Because that'll probably sure. include PC too, like Steam and stuff. Right. Cool. Because I expect Starfield to be in there. Right. For sure. Yeah, because like this month at least, like the only ones that don't include digital or Nintendo and 2K. Okay. Got but it. I don't. Well, Minecraft is an Xbox. Yeah, but that's multi-platform, or that's on everything, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's interesting because it's like the they don't say Microsoft. They say multiple video game manufacturers. Oh, uh, maybe because there's like Java edition of it and stuff too. I don't know. That's the one I played. That's interesting. I think they're sunsetting that one or something. I got some email. I didn't read about it. Yeah, I think there were some changes coming Dang to it or something like that. All right. But yeah. Cool. Very interesting to see uh, some of those other numbers. From yeah. March. And PS5 just continuing to dominate. It seems like right now. Yeah. People are getting in there. Five S sixteen, baby, Damiani, it's coming. The sixteen effect. The sixteen effect. Baby it's coming. Get a, better get a PS five. Better get it quick. Heck yeah. Better get it quick. <laughs> All right, let's do a donation check in. We got two. Uh, we got one that's like this. Looks like a barcode that like glitched out. There's <laughs> just this Sick. big long like it. It's yeah. <laughs> it's like a MAC address. Uh, but they donated ten dollars. Um, and then uh, JJ Gomez, eighty-one, donated twenty-five dollars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much you. for so participating much. in Easy X. Ooh, the Tetris film just went live on Apple TV Plus. Apparently. Oh, nice. Very cool. Lubro says that that was them. Oh, thank you, Lubro. Lubro. Un- yeah. Sweet. Thank you, everybody. All right. While we were streaming today, uh, the Baftas were happening. I I saw a lot of like little clips. From the people on those stages, and I'm like, I saw these same people at GDC last week. Uh, you guys are tired. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> yeah. Flying from one event to another like that. Because I'm sure a lot of them also went to PAX East. Wow. Um, I'll go through the whole list. Cool. Yeah. I'll go through the whole list. Please do um, it. Yeah, th- there were some very, uh, ba- they called them baffling BAFTAs earlier. That was Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, the winner is very interesting. Uh, animation went to God of War Ragnarok. Cool. Nice. Uh. Maybe, uh, put, put that cape in. But they reused the boat animation. <laughs> 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 that happen? Uh, yeah, I saw people, uh, like, showing off, uh, the Ratatosker scenes and stuff like that, and it's, like, all the work that had to go, and, like, so we gotta have ready. this guy, like, look like he's being held by the scruff of his neck and all yeah. that, and that's not easy. Just all these things that you take for granted. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, evolving game, Final Fantasy XIV. It's evolving. Sweet. Hell yeah. It sure is. Original property, Elden Ring. Heck yeah. It's very original. Yes. Good stuff. Super original. <laughs> Audio. <laughs> also went to God of War. Yeah. Nice. Good all right. For sure. Game design. Vampire survivors. <laughs> okay, I saw one image with a bunch of like lines and stuff, like they they showed or something, where they were like trying to illustrate like how you have to track all this stuff. That looked pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I understand. Okay. It, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it is the Baftas, so they have the British Game Award for Roller Drome, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's a good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure what other games were nominated at the, at the moment, but. Uh, uh, that's a that's a fun one. Artistic achievement tunic 
Nice. Oh, yeah, sure. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Multiplayer. Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. I don't, understand. I don't get this. One. I don't understand. It's a bit of a weird one. I don't quite. Get I don't it. understand it. I yeah. thought the mimics were other players. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's cool, but you know, we've done it so many times. It's like not special. Mm-hmm. Not all of me. Like, I like it, but it's not like I'm not blown away by it. Right. Uh, narrative immortality. Oh, sure. that is yeah, a good win. Yeah, yeah. Like especially now that I've like seen more about what's gone into that at GDC, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Heck absolutely. Yeah, uh, performer in a supporting role, uh, Leia De-, De Leon Hayes, uh, Angerboda. Nice. Mm. In God of War Ragnarok, uh, music, God of War Ragnarok as well. Solid pick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, the EE Game of the Year, which is basically a sponsored audience vote. Oh. Uh, that went to God of War Ragnarok. Uh, technical achievement, Horizon. Oh, yeah, West. dude. Yeah. I looked. I looked up the other British games. Yeah. Uh, which makes this more confusing. Oh. Uh, the way certain things shook out. So the other ones are Citizen Sleeper, Ollie Ollie World, Total War Warhammer Three, Two Point Campus, and Vampire Survivors. Oh. Interesting. For yeah. What, for what is to come. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> Maybe they weren't British enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, who Not knows? Not enough teen crumpets. <laughs> I don't think there's much of that in Roller Drum. <laughs> like Mad Max shooting people on roller skates. It's all mad for furry blood. Uh, hey, Brexit changed things. Yeah. Family game, Kirby and the Forgotten There you Land. go. Mm. Yeah. Most appropriate reward. <laughs> uh, debut game went to Tunic. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Uh, game Beyond Entertainment. Endling, Extinction is Forever. Still getting those nods. Beyond Entertainment? Yeah, beyond. so that's like your like games for, game impact. for impact. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Beyond okay. Entertainment, I like that name. Um, performer in a leading role went to Christopher Judge. Yo, long speech? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch it all. I just like went through like the list. Um, the uh, Fellowship Award, which is like given to industry pioneers... Shuhei Yoshida. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, he did some some interviews and stuff, mm-hmm. too, out Join there. The nice. fellowship. <laughs> Talked about how Journey changed his life. Um, and uh, the best game, Vampire Survivors. <laughs> so, Rollerdrome was more British than Vampire Survivors? Is that what they... <laughs> That's they somehow. Okay. I'm confused Vampire by... Because they say best game, but then there's a different thing that's called EE Game of the Year. That's the audience award. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. EE is a like a telecom company, uh, so it's just sponsored. Yeah. Okay, okay. Vampire Survivors. It confused game. me, too. I'm like, what the crap is EE? <laughs> yeah, they don't define it on here, so I'm like, what is that? But, uh, that's yeah. That's pretty... Interesting. It's so pick. weird. So what you pick. really feel, Heber? Interesting thing. No, I just I I like Vampire Survivor, but I just thought it dragged on in like the forty hour mark, thirty hour the mark, forty hour yeah. mark of Vampire Survivor. Yeah, it starts to finally it. drag. <laughs> you know what <laughs> game wasn't mentioned? It dragged before the credits rolled, so that's kind of a big mark against it for mm. me. It's not a credits rolling kind of a game. I feel. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, but it is interesting. Point just to. Just go forever. Journey. It's yeah. an idle okay. clicker, basically. Yeah. yeah. I just don't, I don't see how it beats out Elden Ring, but it's all just opinions. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes. we were talking about that last yeah. week, right? Like, nope, we didn't get an Elden Ring clean sweep after all. Yep. 
Huber. Damn you, BAFTA. Oh, yeah. BAFTA, yeah. BAFTA broke the chain. Breath Dang. of the Wild won the BAFTAs. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no mention of Rogue Legacy 2 nope. again. I was thinking it. <laughs> but God of War, talking about, like, close to sweeping, like, animation, yeah. audio. Dang, yeah. Um, the supporting role, the leading role, the audience award. Like, yeah, that's a lot. It's like it's got mass appeal, baby. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! It's like wins everything, but not best game of the year. Not game of the year, and then game of the year couldn't beat out Roller Drum <laughs> for British. Yeah, game. what? <laughs> so weird. So that's weird. what's so funny to me is it lost its own category and then won the the Oscar for best picture. It's maybe, so bizarre. Uh, yeah. Maybe Elden Ring and God of War took each other's votes. They canceled it out. <laughs> well, that uh, that maybe. actually feels similar to how the first yeah. Easy Allies game of the year went to last oh, Guardian. Oh, ranked voting kind of thing? Ranked voting. This 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 reeks of ranked <laughs> voting to me. I wonder if BAFTAs has ranked voting. The, f- the fourth most popular game. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That feels <laughs> like the only way this could have happened, maybe. not. To, I love Vampires of Avery. Same, same, same. Yeah. Also this week, uh, we got some GDC stats. Mm. Uh, 28,000 people went to that show. Oh. There were 1,000 speakers, over 700 sessions, workshops, roundtable sessions, etc. 330 exhibitors on that show floor. Uh, And uh, we've got uh, six videos that we shot. Four of them are up now. Wow. Uh, two of them on the way, so keep an eye out for those. But if you haven't watched those GDC impressions, uh, go check them out. A lot of fun stuff that I got to see there. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake has sold over 3 million copies in its first two days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. That's oh, yeah. how Capcom's hitting that uh, sales goal <laughs> they had for we the year. We all thought it was Monster Hunter. Yep, it's a sorry 4 baby. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, the strongest uh, Steam release in series history. Great. Uh, with over 125,000 players on launch day. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, what game? Nice. Good. Yeah. Uh, also, PSVR 2 mode is now in development. Mm-hmm. So. Hell yeah. We'll play. We'll see that coming out. Uh, also, I saw Mercenaries is next month. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Early next month. Uh, Microsoft is ending the $1 uh, Game Pass trial promotion. Yeah. I'm surprised it went on this long, I guess. Yeah. It's been many years. Yeah, a lot of people learned to game that timing. They sure did. (laughs) (laughs) They sure did. So it's just I think this was just inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, they said they're looking to new offers, Mm -hmm. new new promotions and Mm -hmm. stuff, but they haven't said anything specific. We do know the friends and family thing is coming up, so I'm sure that a lot of people will take advantage of that. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't know who will be the... The person in charge of collecting the bills yeah. in those groups. So do not envy them. Uh, as somebody that's like had roommates and stuff before, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Everybody, please get me the, your, your internet bill. Thank you. I looked into, I can't specifically find out how the games BAFTA voting works, but mm-hmm. I looked into how regular BAFTA voting works, and yeah. it seems as though everyone in the academy votes online and then the most voted games, like the top four, go into a thing. And then a jury of like nine people oh, okay. picks the one they like. So pretty cool. I don't know, pretty wild. So I, I have no idea if that's That's, ac- that's interesting works, because that actually but. kind of makes it feel like it makes a little bit more sense, right? That you've actually like talked it out rather than just anonymously yeah. throw numbers at the wall. Oh, okay. Here's a more specific one about games. If it's different, I'll tell you, but whatever. Sure. Um, uh, 
Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, uh, is live streaming a concert on April 12th, including performances from Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn from Silent Hill to fame, uh, as well as Shadows of the Damned, here <laughs> on that soundtrack. Austin yep, yep. uh, Winery has composed some of that music, too. Uh, so even though I have no familiarity with this game before this announcement, uh, I'm, I'm curious to check yeah, this out. Got some talent behind it. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix announced that uh, award-winning RPG, Live Alive, is coming to PlayStation and PC nice. on April 27th. Hell yeah. Cool game. Uh, bad news, uh, EA is laying off 6% of its workforce, uh, which comes to around 700-something people. Damn, man. Record profits, though. Yeah, it's a it's a restructuring kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Andrew Wilson, as we drive greater focus across our portfolio, we're moving away from projects that do not contribute to our strategy, reviewing our real estate footprint, and restructuring some of our teams. Uh, this is the most difficult part, and we are working through the process with the utmost care and respect. Where we can, we are providing opportunities for our colleagues to transition onto other projects. Where that's not possible, we are providing severance pay and additional benefits such as healthcare and career transition services. I am so glad Dead Space sold well because it sends the right message. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Yeah. Dead Space, you know, like this restructuring, right? It, it reads to me like they're going to cut some maybe service games. Maybe they're moving away from it. Maybe or... some of that, yeah. Or, you know, and they're also talking about real estate stuff. Yeah. So it's like close some offices and so then you just don't have like some general staff mm, there yeah. uh, but you know what said the right message hmm. was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order oh, yeah. a single player game with no microtransactions <laughs> sold oh, yeah. a ton yep yeah yeah that's very good heck yeah um, in uh, Microsoft Activision updates Japanese regulators have approved the deal so it's another <laughs> they don't care <laughs> another one <laughs> they don't care knocked down well yeah they're still, like Microsoft yeah. who's that <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, lastly, development has been reset on Project Sirius, uh, the Witcher spinoff title uh, that's in the works by the Molasses Flood. Mm. Uh, CD Project Red is writing off $7 million in costs, uh, and it's unclear whether they're going to stick with the same developer or yeah. if it's going to move to somebody else yeah, or what, what's going to actually whoa. happen. But they basically mean, looked at the game and was like, yeah, this doesn't feel like it's working. So. Yeah, we don't even know anything. We didn't even know anything about the game at all. We right. just knew it existed, so I guess it didn't work out. The, yeah, well, it's it's weird because it's like it didn't work out, but it's not canceled. It's just Right, well, whatever yeah. happened didn't work out. Yeah. It's time for love and respect. Love and respect. From Kristen G. Rosario. Hello, everyone. I was sadly not able to get a copy of Resident Evil 4 Remake last week, but for good reason. I am taking my brother to his first WrestleMania this weekend. Damn. Uh, That's right. We'll be in your neck of the woods by the time you read this. I have owed my brother for a lot and have owed him a WrestleMania for a while, <laughs> saying his he's always busy. So I thought, what better way than to take him to the showcase of the Immortals? With all of this pro wrestling floating around in my head, I wanted to ask which video game characters you could see as professional wrestlers. Who could you see as the top good guy, babyface, the top bad guy, heel, or just best overall when it comes to in-ring performance and mic skills? Also... Only non-wrestler characters, 
Sunil King from Tekken, El Fuerte or Zangief from Street Fighter, or anybody from the Guacamelee games. And P.S. wanted to give a shout out to the wrestling subserver in the EZA Discord sports channel. It's been so great spending time with some like-minded pro wrestling fans. Jack Garland. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Uh, he's like stone, cold stone Cold energy. Steve yeah. Austin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's um, perfect. Shulk, but with sleek oil applied. Shulk? From Xenoblade Chronicles? Yeah. That's Shulk? Okay. Shulk? What? <laughs> you can see Shulk as like a manager, maybe. Shulk? I can't see Shulk as a manager. No. Shulk would just be like a baby face for sure. Like <laughs> maybe Ryan, he's b- like big enough. Maybe I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Shulk's a cruiser. <laughs> yeah, Shulk's like yeah. Oh, it's Shulk. Hmm. That's who I thought. Um, let's definitely get. Uh, let's get Chris Redfield in there. Oh yes, mm-hmm. dude. Powerhouse as a heel. Yeah, yeah. Boulder punches. He'd be big like he'd, he'd be like the Triple H. Yeah, he'd be dude. Triple H, dude. He's yes. so would. Betrays everyone. <laughs> Tunderboy as... Muck in chat says Horalu. <laughs> Already oh, has a rec- wrestling moveset. Yeah. Love Horalu. Hmm. I think Dante could be a funny wrestler. Comedy oh, wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Comes out with a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, he does just like taunts everyone. That's mm-hmm. it. Chat says uh, anyone from Gears of War. Oh, sure. Abby. Uh, <laughs> yes. Marcus Phoenix. Jabroni from Silvercase, Bowser, DK, Johnny Gat, Kratos, Heimdall. Yeah. Sick. Nice. From Jeff Kendall. Hello, allies. For those of us who don't have the platform you do as EZA, how do you get the word out about a game that you feel got greatly overlooked? Or really overlooked? (laughs) Ask Uh, Huber. I just beat Marvel's Midnight Suns, and it's really sad that the game is so criminally underplayed and overlooked. I wish I could scream it out to the world, but my friend group already knows how good it is and feels the same as me. Shout out to Midnight Suns. Give it a try, allies. I did. We did play it. You and me played some of it. I played some of it. it I want to yeah. play more, for sure. Absolutely. It's very little. Uh, I mean, all we can do is just say, this game's cool. Check yeah. it out as yeah. much as we can. I don't know. You don't want to be like annoying about it, Yeah, though. yeah. There's a fine line with that. Um... I don't know, make like a... Make a YouTube video. Yeah, make a video about it. Like, if you have that passion and desire to share your joy and love of a game, that should come through when you make a video or like do a little piece about it, Mm -hmm. for sure, and then just spread it around. And I always say, you know, even if like one person gets the game because you did that, like that is a success. Yeah. You could uh, (laughs) print flyers... Yeah, bad photocopies and staple them to yeah. <laughs> light posts. Yeah. you can just buy the game for everybody. There you go. <laughs> um, but of course, what you could do is you could submit to a like-minded podcast where we'll get read. Yeah, on the air. <laughs> <laughs> came out at a bad time for me. Yeah, I think I think that that's generally the story of Midnight yep. Suns. Yeah, it's yep. my Chained Echoes thing too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like. That's a game that I wanted to play on PC as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you were was, gone. Was gone for a good portion of that time. Totally. Right after it came out. Let's play a game. Oh. 
All right. It's from Just Ten. Um. Hi, allies. Happy seven-year anniversary. Pretend that to celebrate your anniversary, you all decide to take a well-earned holiday. All the allies, including Rufus, will be away for six months. Wow. Thank you. Very generous, sir. Oh. Um, but fear not. While you're all vacationing, the goddess herself, Lightning, mm. has agreed to run Easy Allies until you return. Great. She will need help with her task, though. Mm-hmm. You need to assemble new allies to take on various roles in the company while you're away. You'll decide between video game characters as to who will do different roles working for Easy Allies. I just want to point out that they have listed twice as many people as we have on staff. <laughs> All right. (laughs) So they clearly think we need some help. Um, (laughs) uh, So who will assist Lightning as acting leader, Chris Redfield or female Commander Shepard? He's going to be the co-leader. Femshep, dude. Femshep. Easiest choice. Yeah, I think Chris too much baggage for that. It's punished. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so is... Shepherd, but in a different way. Depending on what yeah. you do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who will be the cute mascot to help bring in new viewers? Evie or Munchie from Dragon Quest Eight. Which I in my head Munchie I don't know. Munchie do Munchie the mouse. Is, it's the oh, little the mouse. mouse. Yeah. 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 I didn't Munchie. say Evie, but Munchie, yeah, Munchie. Ooh, I'm torn. I don't. Tired of I need to see. No, y'all I need, play Dragon Quest. Yeah, I, I need yeah. to see Munchie because I, like, I see Evie oh, and cool. Evie's adorable. Mouse dude, feed him cheese. Little mouse. Evie's kind of, kind of a mohawk. Kind yeah, of yeah, Munchie's sick. Uh, Munchie send Munchie to do stuff, dude. Go run around. True. Breathe fire. But Evie yeah. can evolve. But Evie can evolve. Things. Who cares? Pokemon gets enough love. Yeah. <laughs> Evie's not gonna have a hard time finding a job. Yeah. Munchie. Get out of here, Evie. Long struggling around anymore. I just realized we don't need those business cards anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, free three. We'll we'll need them. Yeah, yeah. We'll need them. I I could have used them <laughs> before I left the GDC, the most business cardy event mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Uh, who will be the community manager, taking Gabby's place? Sans from Undertale or Sora from Kingdom Hearts? Dude. <laughs> dude Sora manager from Kingdom Hearts? OP, dude. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. That's, Sora. that's good. You know, Sora's got the fashion down. So, they're coming up with that merch. Yeah. Uh, who will cut the video footage, work the technology, and control the switchers? Ratchet and Clank? Or Gordon Freeman and Alex Vance. Oh, Ratchet and Clank would be fun. Gordon Freeman and Alex are kind of like me and Don. I like that in a lot of ways. Gordon won't talk at all, though. Don that doesn't talk. Kind of talk. Don does yeah. talk <laughs> off he, camera. True. <laughs> yeah. Gordon, we haven't. Don's chatty. Yeah. Not at all. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. Gordon yeah, and Alex. Alex. Yeah. Uh, who will stream games on Twitch? Guess the other guys don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Max and Chloe from Life is Strange, or the Scout and the Heavy from Team Fortress Two. Oh, dude! Really good it's comedy. the Scout and the Heavy <laughs> without <laughs> question. Joy. Watching those streams. That would be unhinged. <laughs> uh, who's hosting this podcast? Nathan Drake. Or Ooh La La from Space Channel 5. 
I kind of go for Ula La, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ula La's pretty good. <laughs> She's got a very host energy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she is a host. Getting yeah, that mic yeah. around. I know. Drake will just be, like, rolling out of bed or yeah. something, yeah. Or he would keep missing podcasts to go after, like, doubloons or something. <laughs> right. Uh, who will fill in for Rufus doing the podcast jingle? Cass uh, from Breath of the Wild on the accordion? Mm-hmm. Or Amigo with the maracas oh, from huh. Samba de Amigo? Cass. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to Cass. Yeah, Cass. Yeah. Giant parrot yeah. man? Yeah. Giant bird man? Hell yeah. Could you imagine if we like actually had a physical person in here just to walk over and play the accordion? A bard? (laughs) Hire a bard? Musical guests. Yeah, new stage. (laughs) Have a a music stage in the studio. Oh, I hope Cass is in Tears of the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh. You can fuse them. Fuse fuse the accordion to everything. To your feet? Make musical (laughs) instruments that way. Ah! Who's taking Brad's spot? Hosting Frame Trap, Travis Touchdown, or Ryuji from Persona 5? Oh, I'd do Travis. I think he'd be better. Brad Energy, yeah. Well, Travis is also, like, really into, like, a lot of manga and games and all that. Taku culture. That's true. That's very true. And he can, like, chop the table in half. That's pretty cool. Dude, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got chat says that you could fuse Kess's accordion to your horse's legs so that as it runs it goes (laughs) (laughs) cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, Who will host Fast and Loose? Um, Juliet Starling from Lollipop Chainsaw or Bayonetta? Bayonetta, Lollipop <laughs> yeah, Chainsaw, garbage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's one of my top ten least favorite games ever made. Wow, uh, straight up. Wow, bad game. I hope you get that uh, review a game you don't like, Jenga Block. <laughs> yeah, because that'll be a fun one. Uh, who's hosting Mysterious Monsters? Glados or Dante? Glados would be so. Yeah, cool. Glados, either of those man. would be great. Glados, yeah, yeah. Glass would just make you feel bad, so that'd be probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who do we want writing reviews? Alan Wake or Harry Mason from Silent Hill? Alan Wake. Yeah, probably. The reviews it's really like, scary. The reviews come Alan to life. Come to life. Funny. Yeah. Insane. Alan yeah. Wake. All right, Alan Wake. Well, that's Ask weird Glisten. because would it, would that mean that like if his opinion of a game was a certain way the game would adapt to match his opinion of it? Yes. Ooh. Max power. Wow. That's wild. It is. It's too powerful. It's crazy. Uh, whose masculine voice will provide voiceover for the reviews? Geralt of Rivia? Ooh. Or Arthur Morgan? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the Arthur. Bait, the Arthur Morgan. Arthur Morgan. <laughs> yeah, Arthur. Arthur Morgan. Pretty good. They're both pretty good. Gotta give it to Arthur. You know, oh wait, there's a third option, but I don't think we're, we're going with it. Mario. No. <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> no. No. This is this is where your Oxford comments help you. Didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, lastly. The frame rate gets a little bad in the big open area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, who will be our brave adventurer? Don Romantica or Rex? 
Gotta oh. go with Don. Don Romantica. Sure, yeah, Don Romantica. Yeah. 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 Homegrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. If you're not that aware, was fun. That yeah, was fun. If you're not aware, there are two extra love and respect questions in this podcast to become a five dollar member. So check that out. Patreon.com slash easy allies. It's time for bets. This week's bet. I'm kind of going out on a limb because I haven't seen this game. Sometimes I get intel from early copies. Haven't seen it. We didn't jump into that beta like we should have. Uh, but uh, Meet Your Maker comes out next Tuesday. Uh, this is from the makers of Dead by Daylight. And it has players making dungeons full of traps with other players trying to infiltrate those player creator dungeons. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what s- systems and filters and stuff there's going to be to find levels. But I'm hoping there's some kind of recommendation system. And we're going to look at the top recommended level and move forward through that level without attacking or jumping. And we're going to hug that right wall. How long will it take before we either die or hit a dead end where we can't keep going? Brad. 33 seconds. 33 seconds. Huber. 12 seconds. Ooh. 12 seconds. Damiani. Seven seconds. Yes! Seven I seconds. Like <laughs> Real low. Seven minutes. Spike Ida. Crap. 22 seconds. Dawn. Uh, what's that say? 35 seconds. Second. We get the high so far. Wow. No, I've got the real high. Well, one minute and 11 seconds. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, blood. Whoa, blood. Relax. See. I don't even know. I mean, again, there could be enemies there. There mm. could be buzz saws. There could be, you know, some kind of treadmill into a Could flame. be a long walkway. Yeah. Uh, could be a very long walkway to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> With a treasure chest there. Give you an easy, easy win. Uh, last week's bet, uh, The Last of Us Part 1 came out on PC this week. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a doozy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's been some issues. Uh, I was going to go through the first, t- or the ten most recent English reviews on Open Critic, looking to find out how many times critics would use the word, or the initialism, HBO. Huber bet three, Damiani bet five, Isla bet 18, Don bet 15, and Brad bet seven. Here's the rub. To my surprise, there are no English reviews of that PC version (laughs) on OpenCritic or Metacritic. Uh, by the way, that user score on Metacritic, though, Ooh. that's sitting at a 2.3 right yeah. now. Ooh. It's not uh, OpenCritic does list one Portuguese review from Eurogamer that uses HBO twice. See, my metric was right then. <laughs> so technically it doesn't count, but whether you go with zero or two, the point goes to the lowest bet, which was from Huber. Bet nice. three. Yeah. Nice job, dude. Bringing oh, our nice. scores to Garrulous Ducks. Eight. Quack, 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 And Sleepy Grizzlies, four. Sounded like a fucking coyote. Just woke up, dude. You got scared. Freaking little dog yipping right there. It was a bear cub. It was a bear cub, probably. 
let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, as mentioned a couple of times earlier, since this is the EZX, uh, we brought it up already, uh, but we are funded uh, by our viewers, by our listeners. Uh, so if you enjoy what you've got here, uh, consider what, what that's worth to you on a monthly basis and check out Patreon. Uh, that is the lifeblood of everything that keeps this operation running, pays the taxes, buys the toilet paper, gets us water, gets the internet through those pipes, all the good stuff. Uh, on Patreon, you get all kinds of different rewards, uh, and particularly at that $5 tier, uh, you get uh, this podcast uh, fully formed two days early. Uh, you get it ad-free. You get it with those two bonus Love and Respect questions. You get to submit to Love and Respect uh, and ask us those questions, or maybe even you know get a shout-out to Midnight Suns, whatever there. Uh, and you get access to our Discord, where, as we said, there's a like a wrestling group in there talking about wrestling, people posting uh, food pictures. Uh, we hop in there now and then. Uh, news tips pop in there, and people discuss the news as it's happening right away. All kinds of fun things in there. Um, and uh, we got a donation check-in right now, too, though, from EZX. We got a $25 donation from Triple H's Biker Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> And we got a hundred dollars. Thank you very much uh, you from so much. Sumo Moeni. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And if for any reason Patreon doesn't work out, that link down there to the one-time donations is always in the description on YouTube uh, and in the player below the player window hmm. on Twitch. Uh, but we also have the platinum producers uh, who get shout-outs on this podcast as well as Frame Trap and Reaction Shots, and uh, the shout-outs this month. Go to Jabawabs, which I've been saying wrong for a while. Jabawabs. 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 Elthanis, Craig, the Dark Knight Kettering, Raymond Wheeler III, Zio VGM, and Ghost Samurai. Shout out. Shout out. Huber. Yo. You won that bet. So you get to promote any video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. You get to sign off with that trademark sign-off. Video will be El Paso Elsewhere preview, because that game looks sick as shit, and it is one of my most anticipated games of the year now. Check it out. Blood got to see it, and uh, we uh, and Isla talked about it. So check it out. Um... Wait, what, what just happened? Let's pop. Are you popping pills? Pain killers, those are just like... Absolute pain those killers. Those are just Tic Tacs. I'll pass the swear. Yeah. Okay. This, is, this is their swag. Just for the audio listeners. <laughs> but they are Tic Tacs, yeah. But yeah, it has painkillers. Uh, I want to reiterate, Lollipop Chainsaw is a bad video game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will see you right after this. So don't go anywhere, right? Are we streaming more, right? That's after? up to you. For the live audience, that's true, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, actually, final final word. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us for so long, so many years now, seven years strong. Uh, this is EZX. We still have one more day to go tomorrow. Thank you everyone so much. Even if you haven't even donated, if you've just been hanging out and uh, sharing the love of, of Easy Allies, that, that really helps us emotionally and, uh, you know, 
financially as well for all the donators out there. So thank you again so much. Love and respect. Shulk from Xenomicron? Yeah, that's Shulk. Okay. Shulk. What? <laughs> The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Jabawabs, El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Raymond Wheeler III, Zio VGM, Alexander Zirianov, Bradley Spees, Forever Ender, Jay Shee, Jesper Popmel Dufay, Mellow Fellow, Rob Bob Will, Roy Sung, Stomps, 44 Stars, Anacroth, Andreas Risberg, Andre, Aurelien Grenier, Beaten Down Brian, Benjamin Arp, Brandon White, Brian Kruger, Colton Piccione, Daniel Martinek, Dave Red, DBA, Dimitri Zetas, Discarded Digit, Douglas Chomich, DRD 7 of 14, Edward Gonzalez, Faraz Rizvi, Garrett Holfish, G Levin, Hayden Hargraves, Happy Gaming, Hesperus84, Isaac Swanson, Jesse Blue, Jesus R, Joey Bruno, Chris Frederick, Kroldemort, Laith, Mango, Matthew Holcomb, Matthew Pauling, Miguel, Miguel Rivas, Mo Grant, Mr. One Luigi, Nathan Watkins, Paul Sway, Pete Shoemaker, Ronka Q, Raylon, Ritz1906, Robert Stoffel, Sage Mode Q, Sam Hendrick, Samsa Stormbomb, Sigma, S Snake 24, Stepan Hakobian, The Banana Forklift Killer, Chum Nguyen, Zigazich, Anish Door, Aaron Haney, Accounts Payable, Adam Henry, Alex McMillan, Alex Monaco, Alex AI, Alexander Irving, Alexander Sheck, Andrew Reif, Anthony F, Anthony Galvin, Anthrioni, Antonio Coyne, Arthur Lau, Austeel, Austin, Barry Tomasini, Benjamin Miller, Blue, Bob Starling, Brian Foster, Bryce Hornsby, Bunny Chen, Byron Black, C.S. Lewis, Katie Garza, Caleb Edwards, Carlos Delgado, Chief Uhu, Chris Eccles, Christopher Semniak, Christopher Santis, Clay Roberts, Colin Montot, Connell Sumlin, Corey Jackson, Corey Landega, Crumb Eyes, Culinary Stud, Cyberboa, Dan Sebring, Dan Kozlowski, Daniel Wong, Dark Archer SC, Davy Cakes, David Aniki, David Wilson, Delisi, DF, Diogo, DXB Lord, Edison S. Prada Jr., Enya Hink, Eric Crone, Eric Tobias, S. Ben Gotchman, Ethereal Ether, Felipe Barbosa, Fishflop, Forest, Project, Gabriel Aberg, Gabriel Smith, Jen Cruz, Ghost Samurai, Glenn Olson, Graham, Gustav Strombaum, Hadi Ali, Helen Y, Hitman 47, I Sun Chore, Ian Anderson, Isaiah Matthews, Ivan Swade, Jack Cullen, Jack Forrest, Jack Grossman, Jay Aldiar, Jameson Lapine, Jan Nicholas Frogshirt Tilk, JC3, Gerald, Jeremy Ferris, Jesse Fish, Jesse Wilkison, Joey Din, John Gallagher, John McCullough, Jonathan Gonzalez, Jordan Phillips, Jose Gutierrez, Junior Motamura, Carl Williams, Keegan Boyle, Kevin Jalay, Kiraz, 
Leon Keys, Linson Wu, Lister, Luis Ibarra, Lion Crown 19, Marco Hernandez, Materia Addict, Matthias Clare, Matt Karwaski, Matthew T. Ryan, Max Miller, Mazrim Tame, Megadet, Michael Clendenan, Mike Zero, Mikey Mizek Novak, Mr. Anarchy, Mr. Matatee, Nefertiti Jenkins, Nero, Nicholas Johnson, Nycrypt, Nikhil Sharma, Ninja Kitty Meow, Ono Turtle, Orugachino, Pablo Rodriguez, Patrick Held, Pixelated, Pojo TMC, RF Switch, Rainmaker, Reed Johnson, Richard Ma, Richard Tappan, Robert J. Williamson, Robert Seven Lee, Robin, Salvers, Sam Sorensen, Samuel Copeland, Sean Eisenhower, Sean Pavlov, Sebastian Trier, Sean D. Baxter, Shauna Bowman, Simon Anderson, Sito, Sneaky Gato, Splontot, Steps, Stone Soup VT, Strikeout NZ, Sultab, Taffy 9K, T Beaks 15, The Murderous Pangolin Who Secretly Lives in Your Sock Drawer, Tim Strothman, Tim O'Keefe, TJ Sullivan, Toad Shadow, Tokyo Slim, Tomovi Keone, Tony Tarantino, Travis Ng, Trevor Thomas, Trizac, V8 Dave, Willow Pingree, Wouter DeHaze, WF Master Mike, Zach, Yami Zetsume, Zach Hardy, Zach Wojnar.